Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Danielle McCartney. Well, well, well. Good evening, New York sports fans. I am Danielle McCartan. That is McCartan before midnight. And I'll be talking all things New York sports with you till 2 a.m. on this late Saturday night or early Sunday morning, I guess. We will be going to the wee hours in the morning and whatever you're doing at the moment. You know, I appreciate you tuning into the show right now and throughout the rest of the evening here. Whether that be on your car radio, streaming from WFAN.com, or on the free Odyssey app. I always am interested in what you're doing right now. New York City was alive on my drive-in. Um, it's just, it's it's awesome. New York City's back, everybody. And maybe you're in an Uber right now. Maybe you're sitting around your campfire in your backyard in Jersey somewhere. Hey, hey, thanks. Of course, we're here in the Big Apple. And Paul Rosenberg and I are coming to you live from the Mike Francesa studio, the Carton Roberts studio in lower Manhattan. So go ahead. Start dialing 877-337-6666. That is your special invitation to join the show tonight. I'm going to open it up here tonight with, yes, I too am waiting for history to be made at Yankee Stadium. I mean, you know that song? I'm wishing and hoping. It's like exactly that. You show up to Yankee Stadium and you just hit, sit there and you just, you wish and you hope. And I was there all night Thursday. I rushed over from school, and I mean rushed over from school and stayed there into the extra innings, into the post game, into the everything, and went to school Friday, very tired. And then all day today, I mean all day, I was at Yankee Stadium. I rolled up there at like, uh, I think, 10 a.m. or earlier. earlier. It had to be earlier than 10. Yeah, it was. It was like 9.30. Okay, and then I'll be back there tomorrow for Sunday Night Baseball. And all I'm doing is what everybody is doing waiting for history to be made. Of course, Aaron Judge's pursuit of the Yankees and the AL home run record. And I must say, the atmosphere at Yankee Stadium is unlike anything that I have ever experienced at not even just a professional sporting event, just just a sporting event. I mean, the crowd swells to a cheer when Aaron Judge walks up to the plate and his pop smoke walk-up song blares over the speakers, he's the king of New York, mellow, and then he steps into the box and there's a silence, a stillness that happens as he's standing there in the box. Every single person in the stadium has his or her phone pointed towards the field. How can you clap? How can you make noise? It'll ruin the video. And then depending on the result of the pitch, there's, there's a different reaction. If it's a fly ball, there's a roar. If there's a line drive or a ground ball, there's an audible groan followed by a small cheer and a golf clap. And, oh, man, if it's a ball, well, 40,000-plus people boo in unison. I've never heard that before, ever. So I don't go as a fan when I, when I go with a credential. I'm not a fangirl. And I was... In the clubhouse today, I, I was on the field today, I was all over the place. And for you, I brought back some souvenirs. That being an interview with Tim LaCastro, Nestor Cortez Jr., and Jameson Tyone. The videos I've posted, chopped up and posted to social media at Coach MCCARTAN. But I'm going to weave in those audios throughout the show tonight. 
And um, here is uh, uh, Tim LaCastro first talking about the, the, the atmosphere at Yankee Stadium when Aaron Judge comes to bat. The fans. Yeah. I'm in the press box, yeah. and every time there's a ball, they boo, and I giggle. It, is it the same thing for you guys? You've never seen anything like it where a ball, they boo them when the pitch is coming in. It's completely silent in Yankee Stadium. You don't see New Yorkers quiet like that ever. Yeah. So to see them like that, it's just a special experience. As a hitter, you have to take notice to that, right? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. It's just a, it's a different feel that you've never been a part of. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, the quiet is also, like, it's, yeah, it's like... It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. E- it's eerie, but yes. it's cool because everybody knows how special of a moment it's going to be when it happens. Weird. That's a good word. That, that is a, a great word to summarize uh, what's going on. And here's Nestor Cortez trying to do the same. From my vantage point in the press box and yours, every pitch is a ball. The fans boo. <laughs> I laugh. Is it funny to you guys too? Yeah, I mean it's hilarious. Like, uh, obviously, you know, history is gonna be history, whether it's today, tomorrow, or the next day. Mm-hmm. And you know, pe- pitchers say, "Oh, I don't want to be part of history, or I don't care about it." But at the end of the day, you know, you think about that stuff. You know, I think mm-hmm. when you're out there, you you don't want to serve a cookie. And, and he's gotten very, you know, the, the pitchers that he's faced the last few days yeah. have done a good job of keeping him inside the ballpark. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, every time they they throw a ball, and people were like, "Man, these people, these people are crazy. They're booing. <laughs> They're trying to get him out. You know, it's yeah. trying to make him chase or something like that." But yeah. it's it's part of the game. It's part of you know how the fans react, and obviously they want to see sixty one, sixty two, and many more. And here's Jameson Tyone expanding upon it just a little bit, and in, in terms of what it means for Aaron Judge's approach as well. The last couple days here has been pretty cool. Uh, you know, it gets really loud when he's walking up to the plate, and then it goes dead silent, and everyone's, like, kind of holding on to the edge of their seats. So that's been cool. Uh, we got to see Miguel Cabrera chase 3,000 earlier in the year, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah, you know, I'm from the press box. It makes me giggle when there's a ball and the whole stadium boos the pitcher. I mean, is yeah. that? are you guys giggling too? Uh, it's definitely funny. You don't want. I mean, I feel like most of these guys are really trying to, to challenge them. You also have to be smart, be careful. Uh, everyone's still out here trying to win games and stuff. They're not trying to throw them a cookie. Uh, yeah, the other day we had some pretty pretty loud boos when the Pirates were in town in that blowout. Uh, but you know, Judge is a pro. He won't say anything. He'll go about his business and he'll take his walks. Yeah, the fans will do it for him. He yeah, right, that. right. <laughs> And that's the thing. If you're Aaron Judge, you don't have to. You don't have to go about any doing any of that. The fans, everybody in attendance will do it for you. And this has to be. It has to be affecting the way that he goes about his business at the plate. I mean, there's no way it's not. I mean, three players I talked to today said that it's it's weird. I mean, they just said it. You just heard it. Literally nothing about these at-bats is normal. And that abnormality is clearly what is holding him back. And even the most casual baseball fans, like my mom, are interested. Did you know it's the Yes Network is averaging 352,000 viewers per game? I mean, it's on pace for its best viewership since 2011. And it's up 23% over last year's season, you know, 2021 season. I mean... You got the attention of Adam Sandler. He's also watching. In midweek, he tweeted or said it. He said, we love you, pal. You're incredible. We are all having the best time watching you. Thank you. And, of course, it goes without saying that ticket sales over the past couple home games are obviously up. I mean, Coco Golf was there today. And, and furthermore, I mean, people have their fannies in the seats to watch him lead off in the first inning. 
bottom of the first inning. And in the games that I've been to, people are staying until the bitter end to see if he's going to get up again in the ninth. And how much money is he making and generating for the Yankees by keeping people inside the stadium? I mean, it took me 55-0 minutes to just get out of the parking garage today. People hate to leave earlier until there aren't any, like today, and then you're stuck for hours, literally, in traffic. I mean, the Cross Bronx Expressway, with the debris on the side of the road, that, that's also dangerous. It, it has to be the worst road in our area, right? But enough of the watching, I I mean, everyone wants to see it happen, of course, except for the Red Sox pitchers, apparently. I mean, are they even pitching to him? I mean, like, really pitching to him. To the naked eye, to me, sitting in watching the game wherever I, Friday night I watch it at home on the couch. I mean, to you sitting in the stands. I mean, to you sitting in your favorite recliner, to the people in the press. I mean, are they really pitching to Aaron Judge? And really, I'm going to say no. I mean, they're giving him a pitch, maybe a pitch to hit, but that's it. The the one bounced today, like, didn't even hit the dirt, bounced on the grass, I believe. I mean, come on. Aaron Judge has racked up six walks since he hit number 60 just five games ago. So when I totaled that up for the season, 6% of Aaron Judge's walks on the season, 6% have come in the past five games. And you tell me something's not up. I mean, if it's me on the mound, and I know this is not a popular opinion around here, but I think I would groove one to him. Just one. I mean... Why not have my name etched into history alongside, you know, Maris, Mantle, and now Judge? I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, really. But anyway, Aaron Judge, a historic tear he is on. I mean, we, in our lifetimes, might not see this again. I mean, not even counting today's game. Since the All-Star break, his batting average is up 84 points and everything that comes along with that. In 137 less at-bats, okay, and between the first half and the second half, he's walked nine more times in 137 less at-bats. I mean, can you say also triple crown? I talked to Jameson Tyone about that too. I mean, we, the baseball community, is on triple crown watch. He currently leads the American League in home runs, RBI, but today, this is like a day-to-day thing, today... Aaron Judge dropped to 100th of a point below Xander Bogarts in batting average. It's close. It's going to come down to the wire for sure. And and if he does do it, Judge is going to be the first Yankee to win the Triple Crown since Mickey Mantle in 1956. And the only Major League Baseball hitter besides Miguel Cabrera in 2012 to win it since 1967. I mean, this is historic stuff. And... And here's what I'll end with here. When you run track, think of you as a, as a track runner, okay? You want to run heats with the fastest runners alongside you. I mean, it makes you faster. Like, your time, it, it's, it's, it will make you faster. I mean, that's how I would want to do it. I would want to run against the fastest people. I wouldn't want to blow the people out behind me because then that might make me you know, kind of slow up at the finish line. Not run as hard through through the tape at the end. Whatever. So I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm reading, and, and I'm going to be interviewing uh, the author of the book, um, From Maris to Mantle, 
uh, Tony Castro. I think it is. If I got to Google it, I got to go look at it. But uh, I'm going to be interviewing him uh, for the show next week for my WFAM book club. But but I'm really engrossed in this book and I'm reading it alongside of what's going on with Aaron Judge. And it's 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 amazing. And in 19 and it got me thinking in 1961. Maris had Mantle and Mantle had Maris, two guys that pushed each other every single day to be better, to hit more home runs than the other on the same team in the same clubhouse trying to make history, racing each other to get there. Maris, by all popular opinion, people didn't want him to do it. They wanted Mantle to do it. So they had they were pushing each other. And then you fast forward, 1998. Although they were on two different teams, McGuire had Sosa, Sosa had McGuire. My mom let us stay up late to watch it that night, uh, you know, when they played each other and, and it, it was broken. I mean, it's the same story. But look around Major League Baseball. The closest to Aaron Judge is Kyle Schwarber. He's 20 home runs away. I looked. It was They were in the second inning. I don't know if he hit one beyond the second inning today, but when I looked, I mean, 20 home runs. There is nobody pushing Aaron Judge. So you have to you know, also take into account the, the intrinsic motivation that this guy possesses to continue to go out there every day and chase history alone by himself. With nobody pushing him. And I did ask about that a few times today. Here's what Nestor Cortez had to say. Maris and Mantle had each other to, to race against each other 61 years ago. He's doing it alone. There's no competition. You look back, there's nobody close. For sure. What does that say about him and his character and his will to succeed? I mean, yeah. What he's doing now, what he's doing now honestly doesn't amaze me because he's the same player every single day, whether he's up, down, you know, good, bad, positive. Mm-hmm. He's he's the same player every single day. So what he's doing now is nothing out of the ordinary of what he can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, he's out like 20, 20 homers in front of the, the second place guy. Yeah. Um, so he's competing against himself every single day. You know, how he's he's coming out here and trying to be the best version of himself. Obviously, you know, he knows what's at stake for him, but he also puts the team in front of that. Um, he wants to win ball games. You know, I know the other day, I think he hit two doubles, and all the fans were like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like kind of like, not pissed, but like they wanted to see the homer. And yeah. he's just happy he's he's on base for, for the other guys behind him. So yeah. that's the kind of uh, player he is and the kind of, you know, how, how he carries himself every single day. And Tim LaCastro summed it up a lot more succinctly, and I spoke to him in the inside the clubhouse. Uh, around uh, 10.15 this morning after I talked to Nestor Cortez. Here's Tim LaCastro. He's all alone. What does yeah. that say about his will and his desire? I think it's just crazy how he's handling this whole situation and being able to go about it like nothing has changed since he's been through this whole chase, which is incredible that he's able to do that. And it just especially goes to show how, how good he is as a teammate and a person. And Jameson Tyone, I, I got you know to interview him on the field, so that's why there's music in the background. But here's what Tyone had to say. Mantle had Maris. Maris had Mantle. He's all alone. What is that? How does that uh, speak to his character and his resolve? Yeah, I mean, I think it's impressive with where the talent is in today's game. I mean, like, he's facing number five starting pitchers who are throwing 95 with great breaking balls. And he's facing mop-up relievers who are absolutely disgusting. So, uh, you know, it's a sign that offense all around the league is down and his numbers are kind of standing alone. It's like a unicorn up there at the top. So, I mean, that just makes it even all the more impressive. And we're on triple crown. We're not even on uh, home run watch. We're on triple crown watch. I mean, that's yeah. extra special. Yeah, I don't know what's more impressive. They're both pretty amazing. 
Yeah, they're both pretty amazing. He called him a unicorn, and I thought that was that was that was a great term for that. And I actually posed the same question to Aaron Boone in the post game press conference, and, and he said, "Judge is having, and this is a quote here: if not the best season ever, certainly right in the conversations with others because he is has so far above outperformed the rest of the league." Um, and that was from from Aaron Judge. I, I have the um, Aaron Boone. Um, I have the. Uh, the audio on my phone, but it's it's not great. Uh, it's from my seat, so I uh, just I read that one to you. But you know, now I guess all eyes turn to Sunday night baseball, and I and I got the weather update from uh, Paul the the Paul Rosenberg, the uh, in-house meteorologist, and he says it doesn't look great. Um, and I'm paraphrasing there, but he said it's going to be a delayed start. He believes so. All eyes are on Sunday night baseball. I mean, hopefully, Judge will hit just not not just one, but but two in front of the home crowd because otherwise. History is going to be ha- have to be made north of the border in Toronto, and no one really wants that. I mean, and and beyond that series, the next home game. Well, if you're a fan of my show, the next chance at home, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, is the day I predicted it to happen weeks ago. I'm talking like in August. I said September 30th against the Baltimore Orioles. So all eyes on that. We'll take a quick break. Get to your calls at 877-337-6666. I'm Danielle McCartan with you on the eve, hopefully, finally, of history being made in Yankee land with you till 2 here on The Fifth. The legends of Yankees baseball. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Hit number 3,000. Derek Jeter has achieved another milestone in his Hall of Fame career. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to McCartan Before Midnight here on The Fan in New York City. On the precipice of history for the New York Yankees. And well, Aaron Judge more specifically, really. Um, you just heard Jameson Tyone call him a unicorn based on what he's doing. Uh, we're on Triple Crown Watch as well. Uh, us, meaning we, the, the baseball community. Uh, I, got a, I got a tweet from at Herbert underscore Clams uh, on the break. And, and, and he asked, I think it's a he because, well, I don't really know. Because the profile picture isn't uh, just a cartoon. But anyway, this person asked, do you think it's irresponsible of baseball media that there is zero PD, PED talk about Judge having this sort of season so far out in front of a flat ball year? As it at least in the discussion. So I wrote back, let's talk about this next. Um, no, I believe I saw a, a, a quote from, was it Anthony Rizzo, who said that he's doing it clean. Like it's 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 a feat. I think it was Rizzo that that, that what he's doing and he's doing it clean. So the word clean really popped out to me on that page. And I think he went out of his way to say that. I mean, the guy is, he's, he's huge. He's big, he's strong. And, and you know what I mean? It's, I'm not, it's not, it hasn't even, it has not even crossed my mind. Has not, especially they'd be especially dumb for a guy who is entering, um, you know, he bet on himself. He's entering a big contract year, and he's going to take steroids and get caught using steroids and, and suspended potentially. And, you know what I mean? It's just it would be completely messy for for that to ha- to happen. So uh, no, I, it has not even crossed my mind. It's not irresponsible. It just it just has never crossed my mind actually. And this entire season, 
and the last four games since hitting that 60th home run. It's been a whole bunch of nothing. He's three for 13 with zero home runs, six strikeouts, and five walks. I mean, yikes. So hopefully the weather cooperates tomorrow and and people go to the stadium. I know I'll be there. And um, give it one more crack before they go to... uh, Go to Toronto, and and there is talk of him having an off day. It better not be tomorrow. It better happen in Toronto. So uh, just have to wait and see, everybody. Keep checking the lineup card. To the phones we go at 877-337-6666. Oh, leading us off tonight is Douglas in the Bronx. You're up on the fan. Uh, Good evening, Danielle. What's up, Douglas? I'm doing very well. And... uh, Yes, you had a very good uh, outing on Thursday. That was uh, you had good seats. I saw some of your vantage points. Oh yeah, that was, was that was that your was that the upper deck or the mezzanine, the that's, middle deck? That's uh, the press box is right below the oh. luxury. It's it's between the Delta Suite and below the luxury suites. So kind of very nice in the middle ish. That was a great. I, I that was I love that. That look on the stadium. So you scored some nice seats there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. They were free. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. So you mentioned Yes Network. It's even the numbers even better than you had to explain. Tuesday it did five hundred thirty-nine thousand viewers. Wow. That's that's a tremendous figure in New York. I yeah. mean, the top TV shows overall get that number six hundred thousand on Wednesday, and on Thursday it was a Fox game. That did 3.2 million viewers, the most watched September baseball game in eight years. Wow. So, yeah, and you know how big it is. They were cutting into college football today on ABC for every judge at bat. What? This is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, uh, there was a Clemson game in the early afternoon, and every, you know, half hour, it was judges up, judges, judges up. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is. This is. I'm so glad it's transcending the uh, just the baseball world that this has uh, entered the zeitgeist. So now, yeah. last night you said you were home, you watched Apple TV. Uh, I want to get your take. Yeah. What is your opinion about that type of broadcast? Ah, uh, you know, for me it does. For me, it doesn't matter. Like I know how to access Apple TV. I have an I, Apple products. For me. It's not a big deal. I just access it through actually my PlayStation, and I go on and I watch yeah. it. Although I'd have to say I was watching it, and it, at times it froze, it pixelated, it slowed down. You know, it, it was like there was one point that I actually had to close out of the app and reopen it mm-hmm. that on the app app before Judge. So there's a lot of kinks that still need to be worked out mm-hmm. with that. I didn't love it, um, but you know what? Though I mean, you know, you're you're a TV dude. I mean, that's what Apple TV. That's what they signed up for, and they got lucky. They got lucky. Right. Now, I'm uh, iffy on the announcing team, and I specifically mentioned uh, there was a Yankee game in August, and this is when the Yankees were slumping. And uh, for me, I don't uh, – I, I like Katie Nolan uh, outside, uh, or, uh, anyway, but I, I don't know if she's the right fit for this type of broadcast. However – um, I was debating with someone on Twitter that the production does not give her any favors. Uh, I mean, in her career, she has an Emmy Award, 
when she had a Fox Sports 1 talk show, she won. And so she's certainly capable of mm-hmm. holding her own, asking mm-hmm. questions. So in that game in August, Sweeney Marty was a guest uh, uh, analyst mm-hmm. uh, just for one inning. And they were asking questions about why the Yankees slumping, the bullpen, the hitting. And uh, Hunter Penn, Stephen Nelson were asking, you know, going back and forth. The question Katie Nolan asked, and I'm sure they, they left it to her, uh, can I get a Susan Waldman bobblehead doll? I mean, uh, I mean that's, that's not fair. I, I don't think that was fair. I, but I don't think they do her any favors. She could, she could certainly ask those questions. So I don't know if that's the right fit. Uh, I want uh, Apple TV to nominate you because uh, you know your thing. You can, you're very prepared in every show you do. So uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> I, I accept I, the nomination. Where do I sign? Yes. Yeah, please. Apple TV, if you're listening, yeah, sign, sign Danielle up. But uh, I, she's more of the uh, comic relief. But I don't know if that's, uh, a, fit for her. Uh, yeah. that's a, a great fit. But then uh, later on last night, they had St. Louis, uh, L.A. as the uh, second game on mm-hmm. Apple TV. And then I read this tweet, which is, oh, Wayne Randazzo was the play-by-play guy. Yes. And it yes. described it as, oh, this is the first Apple, quote-unquote, standard broadcast of the year you know thinking that there's a connotation there that's a little uh, that's like oh because there's not a lady analyst on that the hmm. uh, on that game that you're saying that like uh, I, I know apple's trying to trying new things i think the uh, the picture is crisp but uh um and again like i said i like katie nolan i don't know if she's the right fit or the production they don't allow her to ask more uh, needy questions, right? Because um, I think she has the opinion. Have you ever met her? Have you ever met Katie Nolan? Katie Nolan, I have not. No. Oh, okay. I think she. I think she, when she does, she, she knows baseball. She's a Red Sox fan. She certainly could talk sports well. And yes, she has a, a good sense of humor. She was on ESPN uh, in recent years. I don't know if she's still with them, but yeah, um, I mean, maybe that, that to I, me that sounds like it's coming from above. Maybe the directives from above. I'm not sure, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, you got the the picture is crisp. Crisp. That that's what it's got going for it. I mean, you know, and, and I know. And Douglas, thanks for the call. I know there was a a, a lot of discussion about you know, uh, you know, if it gets done, should Michael K be doing it? Should the Yes Network take you know take over on the on the one specific call? I mean, kind of crazy, right? But. On one argument, I could see that. that, I mean, that's what Apple signed up for, and and they got lucky. And on the one hand, you know, Apple TV is accessible accessible anywhere, you know, in the the world, theoretically. And so anyone in in the world could be watching that at bat and that game, and I get it. Whereas the S Network is kind of finite in in where it can can go. But, I mean, this whole streaming thing, and I know that's that's where this is going, uh, you know, I mean... It's hard for, like, you know, my parents' age to figure it out. You know, you don't want to also box out the people that have been around for a really long time to watching, you know, uh, loyal Yes Network people. So, I mean, there's nothing they could have done about it. I know there was, they were, politicians were trying to get involved. And when that happens, you know, forget about it. But, um, it just is what it is at that point. Uh, there's got to be a way to, you know, I think it's all the streaming stuff is like the wild, wild west. You know, like I tried signing up for the uh, the, the ESPN, Disney Plus, and Hulu bundle because I realized that I'm paying for Hulu and ESPN Plus and, and Disney would just be free. So I called up 
and I did Disney and I said, Hey, can we just bundle this? I saw the ad or whatever. The guy was like, okay, here's the number for uh, ESPN plus. You have to cancel with them. Here's the number for Hulu. You have to cancel with them. And I'm like, what? So you guys bundle your stuff together, but, but I have to call each to separately to cancel them and then call you back to sign up. Like that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, it's, it's like the wild, wild west out there with what's going on uh, with the, these streaming services. It'll, it'll settle. Um, maybe, you know, and, and pools too. I mean, seven, him hitting his 700 home run came out on that broadcast, if I'm not mistaken. And of course I was well into La La Land sleeping by then. Um, but I don't know. It's just, um, it's, it's the new thing. And, you know, my friend is an Android user, you know, she's got a Samsung phone and she couldn't watch it. She doesn't have an Apple ID. So then what, you know, you're at a bar. What if you're a bar owner? That's that's not too conducive to to a bar environment to watch it you know somewhere like that in a, in a large scale you know setting. So uh, I'm not crazy about it. And 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 the other thing too, I was talking. Who was I talking to? That uh, who was it? I guess it was someone. It had to be at the Yankee Stadium anyway. But you know, I I pay for the upgrade on my internet way back from when I I was teaching during a pandemic at home. I never changed it back. And it was still crapping out on me. You know, it was optimum. And it was still freezing. It was still pixelating. It was it was doing all all that. I don't know. I mean, what if you ha- don't have a fast internet connection? What if you live somewhere that doesn't have it? You know, uh, you know, a, a fast connection. It's just dial-up, maybe. I don't know. And then one more thing, and I never want to crap on other um, hosts or other, you know, people that are doing their job. Right, but but a national broadcast, I, I was not even looking. I wasn't even. I, I swear, I wasn't even looking at things to nitpick or, or any of that. But before first pitch, well, there were two mistakes. They called Aaron Boone, the manager, Aaron Judge, and they called. Uh, they said, they said Cole was twelve strikeouts away from the Yankee all-time lead or whatever it was, it, there was a, a mistake in, 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 in stating the Cole record that he, that he was. It was going after the Yankee lead. I think they said all-time strikeout lead. And I'm like, wait a second. Th- that's not even right. You don't have to be a, a local broadcaster to, to know that. I mean, that's in the game notes that they give you. Read them. So, yeah, I, I think swinging a miss on that. And, and I know they're trying the best they can, and I never want to crap on them, but I wasn't even being nitpicky. It, it's just... It it wasn't good, and and luckily for all of us, it didn't. It did not happen on a national broadcast. And uh, here's a question: You triumphantly come out of the dog pile in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium, narrowly escaping the jaws of death as you dove for the coveted Judge Ball, and you emerge with your pinstripe jersey ripped, your cap missing, one shoe on, but you got the ball, and you're being whisked away to safety by Yankee Stadium security. What do you want out of the deal? I'll weigh in. I'm sure Paul Rosenberg will weigh in. And you will too at 877-337-6666. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. fan in New York City, and I was just saying, you, you, what are you asking? What are you, I know this has been a conversation all week, but I wanted to weigh in. You catch Aaron Judge's ball, you, you 
pay money for the perfect seat. You know, you come away with the ball, near-death experience. Uh, I had someone tweet me before and said they should put nets up. Oh, this is on Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. But he said they should put nets up in the outfield so people don't get trampled on top of each other. It's not a bad idea, but people would bring their own box cutters and they would definitely cut the nets down. Um, you know, you're being whisked away by Yankee Stadium security and, and you, you start to think about what you want to ask for. And, I mean, it's potentially life-changing. And for me... I mean, I would definitely ask for a few autographs on some game-used memorabilia. I would ask for lifetime tickets in the Legends section with a parking pass. $47 to park a game. Oh, I spent uh, $150 in parking in, in three days. So definitely that adds up. And um, I don't know, maybe just a lifetime supply of authentic jerseys of whoever I wanted right from the team store. I mean... Maybe if they'd be willing to pay off my mortgage, that would be cool, too. But that's it. That's all I would need. I don't think it's that much to ask for. (laughs) But I guess it just depends on what's important to you. Is it just to be a part of the history? Then you ask for nothing. Is it money that's important to you? Then you ask for cash. Is it experiences? Then you ask for season tickets. Is it collectibles? Then you ask for autographed game use memorabilia. I mean, that goes without saying. You'd want to meet them, right? What'd you want? What would you want, Paul, if you caught it? Um... I'm starting. The first thing I'm doing is leaving the stadium with the ball. You're leaving with it. I'm leaving with the ball. Okay. The first thing I'm doing is calling a lawyer mm. first because I know where this is going to go. So first thing I'm doing is leave with the ball. Don't make a rash decision immediately. Mm-hmm. Leave with the ball. Talk to a lawyer. You're going to ask for or me. I'm asking for a million dollars and a lifetime supply. I agree with you of legend seats tickets yeah. for um, every home game. Yeah, because I think they're gonna, they're not gonna give you a million. They're gonna want to negotiate you down a little bit, and that's where the lawyers come in and all mm. that stuff, tax free. Hey, so you. that's I mean, because you you have it. Like I, they want that ball. Yeah, Aaron Judge wants that ball, and you that, don't have to give it up. That ball has no use to me. Yeah, what has use to me is what Aaron Judge has a lot, and the Yankees have a lot of, and mm-hmm. that's money. Right. They have a lot of money. They could afford. Changing my life. Yes. If it's they don't want to get, if they're going to say $100,000, no. The ball can collect dust and the ball will, and I will do what I want with the ball. It's my ball. Change my life. Well, it's like a sand, sandlot and you can maybe just hit it over the fence and the dog can eat it. Right. It's, and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just, it's going to appreciate in value. Yeah. That's fine with yeah. that and I'll keep it, but that's what I'm starting with. Like, because I have something that you, that the organization, that the player wants, right? You have something that I want, and you have a lot of it, yeah. and that's money. Can we do one call, or we have to go to break? No. Probably should go to break. Okay. You Unfortunately, because it's funny, because this is... I know. Jerry, hang in there. We'll get to you right after the break. But I did want to say that you said appreciates Tom Brady. Remember when he gave the guy the Bitcoin? Yes. Okay, at the time, the Bitcoin was worth 62000 Now it's worth 18000 Depreciated. Depreciated. Well, the Bitcoin stuff was always a little fugazi for whatever. Yeah. The ball is like a tangible object. Yes. I'm not getting like some crypto punk, you exactly. know, monkey with the with the with the uh, the green yes. glasses on. Yes. I'm not getting that. All right. So Jerry, you hang in there. And eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call, and uh, you can get right up. We got we got. Oh. Wow. 
Welcome back to McCartan Now at Midnight here on The Fan in New York City. I just posed a question on Twitter, the same question that I posed on the phone. Jerry and Pat want to weigh in on what they would do if they had caught a, a, the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge's 61st or 62nd home run. It's going to have to happen tomorrow, if not likely in Toronto, which is bad news. Um, but uh, before we do that, just really quick, very quickly, give me 30 seconds to talk to you about how today I was at Yankee Stadium, as you know, and um, I, I always try to start the interview off with, with the with the uh, the athlete or whoever it is, um, just kind of by saying you know something funny, trying to get them to laugh, loosen up, something very you know softball e, very easy, okay? So with Nestor Cortez. I, uh, I, he had on this T-shirt, Nasty Nestor T-shirt, which I really liked. And, you know, just to start warm up, started off as, hey, nice T-shirt, whatever. You can see the video. It's online at Coach McCartan. Um, but, hey, nice T-shirt, whatever. Yeah, where, where can I get one of those? You know, sort, sort of deal. Like, just sort of asking it, sort of, you know. And uh, he's like, oh, they send me a lot, and I just kind of give them out, whatever. Okay, done. Start the interview. Bang, right after that. Okay, go through the whole thing. You know, then I go, we go back into the clubhouse, the both of us. Um, and maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes later, I'm standing and talking to some other reporters or one other reporter at the time. And um, he kind of peeks his head around her and he was like, hey, what size T-shirt do you wear? And I was like, uh, medium. He was like, all right. So he walked away and then he came back. He goes, follow me. So I followed him to his locker and he has T-shirts, stacks and stacks of T-shirts in his locker. And he's like, ah, I only have extra large. He goes, wait, I have more in this one here. And he opens up a cabinet and it's st- stack like a foot and a half high. He goes, ah, oh, these are all Judge and Stanton T-shirts. You don't want these, do you? And I was like, no, I want the one when you want it. So ends up, he only has an extra large. And I took the extra large and I'm wearing it tonight. So Nestor Cortez. Thanks for the t-shirt. I love a good it is t-shirt. It's a nice t-shirt, though. isn't it? Not gonna lie. It's got it says nasty Nestor, and it's got in the Nestor the O. It's it's supposed to be him with a mustache, you know. And well, the hopefully, uh, you know, Cortez uh, has a good era in New York. Uh, stays for another seven, eight years. You get your get your worth. Yeah, get my, get my money's worth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and by the way, we had a changing of the guards here. Uh, Paul Rosenberg is on his way out. He's talking with his hands in the hallway. I see it right now. And we've got Kevin Wall in, living his best life. Mike Situation t-shirt on and a New York Giants gray cap. So give him a call, 877-337-6666. What would you do if you caught the Aaron Judge ball? And, I'll, and I also tweeted it, too. So if you can't call, maybe you're under the covers or whatever, I'll read a couple good good ones out on the air as well. Jerry's been waiting a long time. Jerry, Staten Island, thank you so much. Hey, Danielle, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. So uh, I was at the Yankee game Thursday. I was there Friday. I plan on going tomorrow if the weather holds up. Yep. Let's say if I catch this ball, if I'm lucky enough to catch it, first thing, if I speak to Yankee security, I'm not making a deal tomorrow night. You can't make a deal because we don't even know how much this ball is really worth yet. Yeah. We still have to find out how much someone's willing to pay for this. Mm -hmm. What I would say, though, is, I would like to speak to Aaron Judge tonight because what I would do is like to give the Yankees a discount, just like I want Aaron Judge to give the Yankees a discount in free agency. <laughs> Not going to happen, so but. 
Okay. Well, I think I think we'll get a hometown discount. I think he wants to be here. Well, you know, he knows that his number could be retired. He could be a captain. So we'll see what happens there. But I would tell Aaron Judge, you know, I don't know what this ball is worth yet. This ball could change my life. I can't just hand this over to you. Right. And I think he would understand because he seems like a good guy and mm-hmm. he understands that, you know, millions of dollars on the line here. So if I was offered, let's say, $2 million for the ball, I would contact the Yankees and say, hey, you know, I could come a little lower than that, but that's what they're offering for this ball. I can't just hand the ball to Aaron Judge and say, Yankees, give me playoff tickets, you know, or $100,000, even a million, because you're losing out on a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yes. And that's from a diehard Yankee fan that I am. Uh-huh. I agree with you. And 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 Paul changed my mind too. You wouldn't want to make a deal that night. That's a rash decision. So so Jerry, let me ask you, what do you think about the kid who who didn't want anything for for uh, number what was it number sixty? Sixty, right? Yeah, he didn't get anything for it. He didn't want anything for it. You know what though? I don't believe what I hear. Something had to go on underneath the table. I think what? a deal was made more than what they're telling us. Mm. because can anyone really be that foolish? And don't get me wrong. Again, I love the Yankees. My life revolves around the Yankees, right? So I would love to give Aaron Judge this ball that he earned. And, you know, it's a record. It's great for baseball. I'm happy that Aaron Judge is going to break the record. But at the same time, I have to look out for myself, too, just like Aaron Judge is going to look out for himself right. in free agency. Yes, of course, yes. And and this is again. So, this is Jerry. This is like winning the lottery. I mean, this is this it's is like winning the lottery and asking for Yankee uh, playoff tickets instead of the millions of dollars. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I get you. That's a good point. Maybe I'm going to mend mine. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, like I said, I, I. It just depends on what's important to you. You know, the kid just wanted to meet Aaron Judge. Okay, great. Got an autographed baseball out of it. I don't know. Pat in Long Island. What would you do with it? How's it going? Uh, my friends think I'm crazy, but uh, I would bribe Aaron Judge. Bribe him. What I tell my friends is I would keep the ball till after postseason. This is what I would do. You win me. I think he's getting the triple crown, possibly a gold glove. You win. I'm going to give him the price of X, and I, I this is just hypothetical. I, I think the ball's worth a million. You stay a Yankee and you win a World Series, I'll give it to you for 500000 Like, I'd almost do a gamble. I would uh, gamble against a guy who just won a pretty big gamble Wait a minute, himself. so you're going to extort him? If he wins, he can have the ball for cheaper. I'm happy about my Yankees. <laughs> oh, if my his ball, God. I, I know it sounds crazy. That is absolutely but, crazy. What do you mean sounds crazy, Pat? That is crazy. I, I don't care about money. I would have him almost donate money to chat. He earned the ball. I, I'm like that kid. It was it's his reward. If he wins, if the if he takes the Yankees and wins a championship, you can almost have the ball. Almost. I'm not saying for free. I'm not cr- completely crazy. But if he wins, I'll give that ball to him for significantly cheaper. Is all I'm saying. I don't know, Pat. That's so conditional. I mean, it, some things are out of people's control. I mean, what if the Yankees lowball offer him? Is he just didn't? Ah, that's that. That doesn't sound crazy. That is crazy. Ken in Manhattan, you're up next on the fan. Hey, Daniel. What's up? 
Let me see. If I caught the ball, what would mm-hmm. I want? What would you do? Well, first of all, let me see. I live in Midtown. I pay rent. So I guess the Yankee – you think the Yankee organization could afford the, a monthly fee every month for the rest of my life? Maybe. Probably, yes. See, that's so the that thing, Ken. I, I like what you're doing. You're going long-term. You're thinking long-term planning. I like that. Uh, correct, correct. And uh, second, let me see. Uh, Judge jerseys, three. I'd request three jerseys. Signed. Judge jerseys. Third, uh, parking garage. Parking's expensive in Manhattan, as you know. Parking at Yankee Stadium is $47 a time, and then it goes up to 67 during playoff time. Danielle, I'm referring to Manhattan. I live in Midtown. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Got going it? to the games. Got it. Yeah. You know, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> I've been here for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that request, my third request would be Yankees, Steinbrenner and the boys, the, the uh, oligarchy of Levine, Cashman, and Steinbrenner pay my monthly garage fee. How's that? I, I think that's fine. I think you'd be living, uh, living free and clear. And that's really, that's really about, about it, Daniel. I'm not greedy. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reasonable. I think that's a reasonable request for, uh, for that ball. I agree, Ken. And it's kind of along the lines of what I would do. I, I agree with you. That's, that's reasonable. I think it's reasonable. I mean, here we are trying to put a value on something that no one knows really w- what the value is. And how many years? I mean, that Mickey Mantle car that I was just at the convention in Atlantic City, the the uh, the national convention. I mean, that that went for how many millions of dollars? Who knew? Who knew when you came across that Mickey Mantle card in your hands way back when that it was going to be worth ten million dollars, whatever it sold for, twelve million, whatever it was. I don't know. Maybe the better deal is to hold on to it, because the longer you hold on to it, the more it's going to be worth, right? John and Masspath, you're up on the fan. How's it going? Um... I was going to say what I would do with Judge's ball. Um, I'm going to think long-term as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for the short-term, I would ask Judge, you know, just for like a meet-and-greet mm-hmm. uh, photo, you know, a signed jersey, bat and ball from him, right? But from the team, what I would want is two lifetime season tickets and the, and the legend seat. Oh, yeah. Which I'm able to resell. Lifetime parking, mm-hmm. all of which can be passed down to my child. Yep. So lifetime, per, you know, that could be passed down to my family for whenever I pass away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and the money to cover the taxes on all of this every year. So this way, if. You know, there's 81 games in a year. Say if I only go to about 20 games, the legend seats on a low end sell for about $500 each. So yep. That's about $1,000 a game. So you're talking anywhere from 50 to $75,000 a year if you're selling 50 games, if they're selling between 500 and 750 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the postseason uh, games as well. So this way, as each year the ticket prices go up with inflation, I'm guaranteed fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year mm. onward with inflation. So in ten years, that fifty to seventy-five thousand will be a hundred to one hundred twenty-five thousand, and so forth. Right. So pretty much just have a lifetime income thanks to the ball, you know? Yeah, yeah, John. I like how you're parlaying that into a, a lifetime income just thanks to catching a ball. 
I mean, first you got to get out of there with, you know, things, yourself intact, your jersey's probably going to be ripped, your hat's going to fall off, you got one shoe on, and you're going to emerge victorious. But I I wouldn't even, I would just kind of like hold it and like, like a running back, you know, hold it in the bread basket there and just kind of walk away like, you know what I mean? Because no one's going to know where that ball is. I wouldn't be like, it's mine. I got it. I got the golden ticket. Because then you're going to get tackled and then you're going to lose it. I got a tweet from Eric Bronx SV. He said, 51-year-old Yankee fan here, born and raised in the Bronx, lived around the corner from the stadium for 10 years. What would I do? I'd give him the ball back for a lifetime season tickets and an autographed jersey and bat. That's all. I don't know, man. This is life-changing. Kevin on the car phone. I love that. Uh, what are you going to do with Aaron Judge's ball if you catch it? Daniel, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I love love the job you do each and every time on the fan. Okay. I, I, I just felt compelled driving on my way home from work. And, and I don't understand these people. Maybe it's me, but... How about you just give the ball to Aaron, to Aaron Judge? What's what's the why, why are we all trying to make make a something that just lands in it right in front of us? Just just give the ball to the guy. Yeah, but and maybe get a autograph picture with him. And well, we're all a bunch of shysters. I mean, I know, but I Kevin, mean, I think it's this. I mean, if you it's I mean the ball on. you catch the ball, it, it's yours to hold on to like forever, right? All so, right, so do the do the right thing, a noble thing, and give it to the guy. Yeah, but Wait, no, now now where everybody wants season tickets from. Judge, he has no control over that. No, you'd have to ask I the mean, Yankees for on. that. No, people are asking the Yankees for that. They're asking us for well, Judge. Why, why, why would the Yankees do that? <laughs> because they well, want so the they ball. Want nothing. He, may, he, may, he may walk in another month or two anyway to San Francisco. I mean, yeah, come but, on. But they Is br- this what this world's come to for Pete's sake? Kevin. Let's see how much I can get and soak every last dollar out of everybody? Kevin. Come on, Daniel. You're, 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 you're better than that, too. I mean, come on. Kevin. That's, all right, you first of care. all, uh, okay, now he's going to hang up. I don't do You know these callers? I don't do that. Here's the thing. You catch a ball at a game, whether it's a foul ball, whatever, it is yours. Whoever hits it, it's yours to keep, to hold. This is a treasured keepsake for baseball history. I mean, it hasn't been done in 61 years. The Yankees have a museum in their stadium that displays things like this. There's clearly a want for it. And the Yankees are going to want it more and give you more for it than a baseball collector, a random. So so you need to make it work for you. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's it's life-changing. For, for you, the catcher, for Aaron Judge, the hitter, for the Yankees, for baseball. It's a monumental thing. Just give it back. I would love to say, listen, I'm a good person. I would just, I would love to give it back to him. I would just love to do that and say, Aaron, here's the ball you hit. Here it is. I would love to do that. But you know what? Yeah, I got to look out for my own, my own interests here. To give legend seats does not cost the Yankees anything. To give... Jerseys does not cost the Yankees anything. And, and and what else? My mortgage paid off? Oh, big whoop. My mortgage paid off so I can live, you know, rent-free, mortgage-free. That's not a lot. That's not a lot to ask for. Because, again, that piece of property is, not, is now mine. Because anything that go, bats or balls may go into the stands. Do you have to give back every foul ball for free? No. Every bat for free? No. I mean that's silly. That's just that's just silly to be this. Out, I am an altruistic human being. I, I think I am. In most cases, I think I am. In this case, I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm gonna need to be selfish in this case. Sorry, Otis in Middlesex, New Jersey. You're up on the fan. Yeah. Hi, Danielle. How you doing? I'm and good. 
I like what you just said, and I agree, but that last guy that just called, I'm driving, and it made me want to drive my car off the road. Oh, no, don't do that. that guy. Don't do that. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, but what an idiot. I mean, let me tell you something. He says do the right thing. Hello, I hope he's listening. You know what the right thing is? Do it for your family. Yeah. Like that idiot who gave Jesus a ball back. The guy has 150000 school loans. He's married and has a child. Let's give it to Cheetah, who has a billion dollars. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? I mean, and, you know, do the right thing. Is the right thing charging me $1,000 for a ticket? Is the right thing, by the way, when the game's rained out, that he doesn't give me my money back? Yeah. Is it the, I mean, do you want me to keep going on on how – and, by the way, an Aaron Judge is going to make $400 million. If he gave me 100000 that would be like me giving you a quarter. Yeah. You know? Yep. So do the right thing. If Aaron Judge really wants the ball, let him pay for it like anybody else. Hey, if I have to pay my mortgage. Does Aaron Judge care? Do the Yankees care? No, and they shouldn't. That's my business. Yep. You know what? It's my ball. You pay your fortune for tickets, and if you, a miracle happens that you catch it, you make as much money as possible, period, end of story. And the right thing is to take care of your family. And if this guy who just called is listening, I don't know if he has a family or not, but if he does, if I was his wife, I'd divorce him in a second. That's what I think right <laughs> or now. Or Otis, maybe, okay? maybe he's worth millions of dollars too, like Derek Jeter and the rest of the guys. Maybe he is, and maybe he doesn't care, but it's, it goes back to what is important to you, specifically you. What is important? And by the way, you mentioned $1,000 for ticket prices. Uh, of course, that too, on top of all of this. So, Otis, you're and right. everybody's greedy. That's right. You know, all teams are greedy. I mean, you, know, like you look at the NBA. You know, you get a ticket. Let's go see LeBron James. Oh, he's load management. He's not playing that night. Can yeah. I get my money back? Yeah, right. And by the way, during the pandemic season, they don't give us our money back. They say, we'll put it to the credit of next year. Let's yeah. say I lost my job. Yeah. Do they care? Yep. I mean, it boggles my mind that people could be so stupid. And, you know, the only thing that should matter in your life is your family. And if you can't do it for your family, if you have children, you can put them through college. I mean, oh, no, but let's give it to Aaron Judge. who's going to make $400 million next year. That's nothing against Aaron Judge. Yeah, of course. Probably a good it's not guy, personal. But, right, and if he desperately wants the ball, like, say, I buy memorabilia. I've spent like $10,000 on a baseball car because I wanted it. If he really wants this ball, let him give me whatever the value is. Yeah, yeah. $10,000, $20,000, $100,000, a million, whatever sure. it is. Mm-hmm. He'll have the money for it, you know. So, But I'm glad at least you, it, it reassures me that not everybody in the world is crazy. No. So I appreciate your thoughts, and I thank you for listening to yeah. me. Okay? Thanks, Otis. I appreciate that. And, <laughs> and right. you know what? That happened to us, too. We, we had Mets tickets for, the, um, for my dad for his birthday. We bought Mets, nice Mets tickets, and they said, oh, uh, we're just going to pro- apply this money, this credit for next season. And we were like, what? What do you, what? No, I wanted the money back. I need the money now. And then, and, and not to mention the fact that I am still trying to get my money back from Pittsburgh. Our trip out to Pittsburgh to see me and my dad with very nice seats to see, and we splurged on them. We're not made of money kind of people. And, and, and we're, I, I got shut down in every single corner about StubHub trying to get the money back of a rainout that was postponed to a Wednesday day game on the second day of school that I was not going to be able to drive out to Pittsburgh seven, six hours, whatever it was, to go to that game. Do they care that I lost the money on that too? Hundreds of dollars and the gas and the time and the hotel? They don't care. They don't care. So, oh, you know what? Maybe here's what I'll do. I'll catch Aaron Judge's ball and ask my $500 back, six, my whatever, $650 back uh, from, from just that one escapade out to, to Pittsburgh to try to get our money back for that. I mean, come on. I mean, yes, you want to do the right thing. You do. You want to do the right thing, the altruistic thing. You want to. But like Otis just said, you have to look out for your for yourself and for your own and setting yourself up. 
because again, you're not giving every piece of uh, you know memorabilia that flies into the stands back. This is something that means a lot. They have special stamps on these balls to help authenticate them. If you watch very closely, they throw out the regular balls, and the umpire throws the pitcher a new ball, a stamped judge home run ball. And it's worth something. It's worth a lot. And what is it worth to you? 877-337-6666. That's how you know Kevin Wall is behind the boards and in control of the music. You get Bon Jovi. I love it. We've discussed this. This is one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs, especially at a concert. Raise your hands. Oh, man, I just love it. Good job, Kevin. (laughs) All right, this has become a heated discussion. I didn't think this was going to take off tonight, but here we are. Uh, We've got people wanting to force Aaron Judge to re-sign with the Yankees. We have people not wanting to take anything and and shaming others who, who want to take money and stuff from the Yankees. It's just... We've entered the wild, wild west territory, and you know what? At that, 877-337-6666. Let's keep it going. Jim in West Haven, you're up on the fan. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm going to split it right down the middle. Uh-oh. Okay. I wait till I wait till after the offseason to see where Judge signs. Uh-huh. If the Yankees sign him, it's going to cost them $500 million for 10 years. This is a given. If they do that, then Judge, he doesn't really want the ball. He really doesn't because the record is 74, excuse me. Mm-hmm. The Yankee record is 62. Mm-hmm. So if Judge does not sign with the Yankees, I give the ball to the Maris family and let them do with it what they want. I just want 50 grand out of it. I'll make a, I'll make 500 million out of 50 grand. What? How are you making 500 million out of 50 grand? Oh, I don't know. Give me the 50 grand. I'll, I'll tell you if I do or I don't. I'm confused. Kevin, are you confused? No, I'll be confused. I just want the fifty grand. That's all. But- we gotta dump that call. Number one, what courses are these people taking? Economics one hundred and one. I'm gonna get the ball back. I want fifty grand, then I'm gonna invest a hundred. <laughs> you know, you I'm gonna make it a hundred million dollars. Who are these people that are calling it? If you get a ball, you're lucky. It's yours. How much money are you going to make? I mean, the guy that caught Albert Pujols' 700th home run yesterday, he, allegedly, he walked out with it. And guess what? He's going to have a payday. Who cares? What the hell does Aaron Judge owe you? What does the New York Yankees owe you? Oh, you. You call the shots. Who, what are these people learning in college? It shows Supply you. and demand, it's right, terrible. Kevin? It's terrible. It's supply and demand. There's one. There is one with a rubber stamp on it that says Aaron Judge hit this on this date or whatever. Whatever it says. I don't even know. I haven't even seen it. That's what I want to ask tomorrow. Let me write that in my notes. I want to see what those balls look like. And what does – why would I give away to Roger Maris and his family? That doesn't even make any sense. Why would you do that? What does he owe you? (laughs) Roger Maris hasn't played in 65 years. (laughs) What does his son have to do? It's great that they're being loyal to the Yankees and, you know, they want to see history. But come on. What is this? I don't know. This is we have entered the twilight zone, Kevin. That's what this is. <laughs> oh my lord! All right, let's go to Glenn in Huntington. By the way, we had to dump him not because of what he was saying, but because he he had a word that slipped out on air that's not allowed on air. That's that's I want to clarify that we did not hang up on him. He slipped. So unfortunately, 
When you slip, you got to go. Glenn in Huntington. Let's keep this clean, Glenn. Go ahead. Yeah, no, how you doing? Thank you for taking my yeah, call. Of course. Thanks that, for making that last call, 50 grand, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Mets fan. Imagine a Mets fan catching the ball. Oh, man. I'm going to go to a lawyer. I'm going to go go get as much money as possible. I want at least a million, at least a million, maybe 1.2, maybe 2 million. I'm a Mets Imagine a Mets fan catching that ball. I'm going to... Do the old tuck and roll. I'll catch that ball, <laughs> bend down, stick that thing down my pants, get those guards, take me to my car, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, are you kidding? But, but you got to. Yeah, you, so a lot of these people are going to be stuck in the moment. You can't be stuck in the moment. Yes, yes. You got to tell these guards right away because they can't. What are they going to do? They they can't lock you. You caught the ball. What are they going to lock you up? Yeah, no, you can't. Take me to my car. That's it. Because they're gonna they're gonna do everything possible to, to distract you, but uh, but anyway, but uh, hey the, Glenn, you know what? And, you put, Glenn, and wait. the other guy before that about yeah. uh, to not just giving the ball back. You, nah. you gotta be kidding me! You, you can't, This is life changing. Yep. But but anyway, Danielle, you're doing a fabulous job, and uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, and uh, God bless and be good. Thanks for making a call. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? He brought up a good point that I had not. You know, you look out, uh, you know, into uh, from where my vantage point, you look out and you just assume all the people sitting in those seats are Yankee fans. Well, they're playing the Red Sox. He's a Met fan, but what if a Red Sox fan catches that? Well, then, then there's a whole nother level to it, really. Mark in Long Island wants to weigh in. Go ahead, Mark. Oh hi! I want to start off with this. I don't know where we where this thing came in from that, and this is the standard. But where did we where where's the origins origins of this that the fans get to keep the ball? Yeah, I don't know. You know it's an NBA game. You're not keeping a ball. You, but regardless, that yeah. aside, I, that was. Yeah, I'm selling this for full price. I mean, I won't be, be by the game, but the Yankees don't give me no discounts because I'm a fan. Aaron Judge wouldn't give me any discount for a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, the money means so much more to me than it does to them. Yep. So why, why, why am I doing charity to them? I would do, you know, I would take take their money, give some of it to charity else, to an actual charity. Yep. You're right. You're right. And you know what? By the way, Aaron Judge has a charity. It's called the All Rise Foundation. How about we get them involved? That would be nice. Yeah, that that that, that might sound good, but I I just don't see why to give charity to Aaron Judge directly. But well, it's not to I'm him; just, it's to the people that he helps. But sure. Oh no, no, oh no, not the foundation. I'm saying just giving oh. him the ball for free. That's oh. giving him charity. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, um, but another thing, I'm just thinking the way this might have started is that baseballs aren't all that expensive, and once they're hit, they're sort of most of them aren't good anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's just how it started, but we just take it for granted these balls are our property. And when the balls start being worth something, I don't know. I mean, none of the teams could take that back anymore. Yeah, no. You know, that, Mark, that would be yeah. a lot of backlash. Forget about it. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's a good point. And where is the origin of, you know, they can Kevin, if they kick a football, if they miss the net into into the stands, you get to keep the football? I can't remember. Yeah, I believe so. I, I, think I you don't can, see why right? not. And kickers, they have their own balls, the K balls. So, huh? What's the big deal? It's yeah. not like a quarterback that throws yeah, it to yeah, the yeah. sidelines. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. And where are the origins of that? And baseball. And you know what? If 
I wouldn't give that back either. I mean, no, I wouldn't give it back anything. It's, more, it's it, more rare to get a souvenir at a football game. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. And, and if it wasn't worth anything, then why are they rubber stamping them with different logos and stuff on it? It's just, it, you know, they made it into They created it. Just like autographs and, and memorabilia. They, that was created. Back in the day, I mean, I imagine back in the day, you know, I, I'm reading this Mickey Mantle book. He was signing for, for everybody, Mickey Mantle, back in the day. Now, oh my God, can you imagine Mickey Mantle now? Oh, he'd be he'd be contracted by by a specific company and wouldn't be able to sign at the at, at a ballpark, which is a whole other story, which I totally disagree with. Uh, Peter in Brooklyn, you're up next on the fan. I wouldn't want to see anything more than having this uh, moron that said he would give the ball away catch judges <laughs> sixty one Homer and see how he takes more than any of us, you know, have in mind. Yeah. What he would ask for. He was he was just playing with you. I, I think believe so. he was just yeah. busting your chops. Yeah. And as far as the fact that he might have been a millionaire, the bigger the millionaire he is, the more he would ask for. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Appreciate that. I mean, right? That that, that to, to to want nothing in nothing in return, a handshake and a photo and a signed baseball. That's it. I don't know. I'm not a greedy person. I'm I'm not. I, I work for everything. I I, uh, I know. I just told that story about the handout with Nestor Cortez, but he gave it to me. I I, I asked for it in, in jest, and then he ended up giving it to me. So, but I I'm never looking for a handout. I'm I'm work my butt off. But but for something like this, it's like if you win the lottery, would you give the ticket back? If you win the lottery, would you sell it t- give it to the guy who owns the store and says, hey, you, you've sold so many tickets to me in the years. I want you to have this. You would never do that. You would never give a lottery ticket back. To, to, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's lucky. You, you, got, you got lucky. You got the ticket in the right spot on the right day. Speaking of, I looked at his spray chart, uh, Aaron Judge, of all the home runs in his entire career, the spray chart of where they all landed. You got a really good shot in left field. Although it's 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 even ish, you got a really good shot if you're in left field, like kind of far up left field, actually, like bleachers left field. In, actually, if you really want to know, I mean, I tweeted it, so if you wanted to see it, it's at Coach M C C A R T A N, and I can't keep up with the tweets that are coming in. Uh, they are coming fast and furious, so I will continue with the phone calls. Uh, let's go to uh, in the order that you call. This is how I do this here. Uh, Jim in Havistra, New York. You're up on the fan. Good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. So, the, sitting on hold and listening to some of these uh, callers is like driving me crazy. The the one uh, guy who was out of his mind saying, you know, why are you going to milk the Yankees and, and Aaron Judge? Milk the Yankees? They monetize <laughs> everything, everything that we do at the stadium. Getting fifty grand back that would make me even. I'm forty five years old. That yeah. would make me even from six years old since I've been going to the stadium. Um, and, you know, you said that they created it, and that's kind of what I was going to say. Yeah. Is this was created by them. I, You know, it, it, Pete Rose, you know, lived his life and paid his bills, you know, for the last 40 years sitting at a table and signing balls. Yeah. Um, you know, this is all, all them. Yep. Um, you know, I think, too, what happens with all the people who say that they're going to give the ball back in the cheater guy, they get caught in the moment, and they think they're going to get – Tied to the history of it. Yes. I mean, if you're if you're Jeff Mayer and you, you lean over the wall and you bring it back in, yeah, your your name might get brought up. But mm-hmm. you know, after a week or two weeks, you're done and it's over. Um, just a quick story too. 
the, the, the insanity out there. You bring up spray chart. Uh, on Friday, I was getting lunch at the local deli at work. Um, there was six to eight guys, all with the same, you know, shirt on, the company they worked for. And they got tickets, and they were going. And this is real. They were talking about how to plan, you know, where to sit, you know, eight of them. So <laughs> they had the spray chart out, right, yep. seeing where they, they would uh, take themselves. Mm-hmm. One guy said, what's the weather like? You know, if it's humid, the ball travels this way, that <laughs> yeah. way. If it's then warm. They talked about uh, pairing each other up big and small. If the ball goes on the ground, small guy goes down. Tall guy, ball goes up in the air. <laughs> so what um. what I would do if I got the ball is I would take a hold of the, the Yankees lawyers first to, to sue the people of Pumblebee. And then what I would do Ooh. is get a certain percentage. I need the lawyers because I don't know – who owns judges like merchandise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is on the back. Is it MLB? Is it New York? Mm-hmm. So I would get asked for one percent of Aaron Judge's merchandise. Um, even you know the the merch. I mean, if you go to you know out west, Jim, Sanford, that's a little go, much. I think that's a little much. You can't take away from wow. him. You take away from the team, but I don't think you can take away from him. That's a little much. No, no. How how would you take away from Aaron Judge? Because don't don't they earn a cut of the merchandise sales too? Yeah, so, well, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't think so if they negotiate with them. But, I mean, it's MLB. It's the team. 1%? Come on. That, that's nothing. Mm, I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm not I'm not into taking it away from Judge. I'm, I'm into taking it away from the Yankees. You know, and that well, one listen, that one percent could be his. I, I don't know. I'm not privy to these, these, these deals. I, I don't. I'm not pretending to be well, a lawyer, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd well, do that. Well, neither am I. And if you listen, either am I. And if you told me that, I wouldn't do that because I would never take money out of you know his pocket mm-hmm. or you know somebody who is you know working to get that money. Um, I didn't. But you know, listen uh, again, it, it's seventy dollars to park. It cost me fourteen, sixteen dollars for a beer. I, I know. you know I'm going in like yeah. again. This is gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I'm taking money. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's just a reimbursement for all the years that you spent and given to them, right? I mean, really. Well, one hundred percent, and and like I said, you know the mon. I, I can't believe that guy said milk the Yankees. I am. I I took my kids to the game the other day, and milk. My pockets were empty. I had rabbit ears when I was going home. Yeah, I know. I know. Believe me, Jim. I know. And 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 I tell. I, I'm going on Thursday. I'm going. I, I went Saturday, and I'm going again on Sunday to the game. And that's forty seven dollars. That's one hundred and forty one dollars just to park my car in a lot that's not even owned by the Yankees, by the way. Uh, that got explained to me uh, once. And 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 I had to wait five zero fifty minutes just to get out uh, today. So you pay forty seven dollars. It's like a dollar a minute just to, to get out. There's one lane. It's just, it's just ridiculous, man. So we'll continue this conversation, of course. Um, and it all and it's also football Sunday. We'll switch gears soon. Um, talk some Jets. Talk some Giants and. What would you do if you are the lucky person who wins the so-called New York Yankees lottery, Yankee Stadium lottery, Aaron Judge is number 61, Aaron Judge is number 62, and then, hey, what if this happens in a market that's not ours? What if it happens in Toronto? How much does a ticket to Toronto cost? Hey, now we're talking. I'm Daniel McCartan with you till 2 a.m. here on The Fan. After 
midnight here on The Fan in New York City. My name is Danielle McCartan. His name is Kevin Wall. And we're taking you until 2 a.m. Wall to wall, New York sports here. See what I did there? Uh, some of these tweets coming in about what would you do with the Aaron Judge ball if you caught it. Uh, are, are, most of them are, are what I deem as, you know, reasonable. This guy, John in Queens. Two lifetime season tickets to Legend Seats, uh, which I'm able to resell. Free lifetime parking, a judge signed bat ball jersey, meet and greet with photo with judge, and money to pay the tax on the stuff. I think that's, I think that's reasonable. Um, I've got, um, oh, where did it go? Somebody said they wanted to pay off the, his, his mother's, uh, his mother's medical bills. Here, uh, uh, at Witten Al says. I would honestly ask for enough to pay my mother's medical bills. A jersey, bat, and glove autograph, two legend seats for life. I mean, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty reasonable. And then probably my favorite one that came in over the break is from at Greena Krasami. Okay, whatever. But this person said, I would, <laughs> it made me laugh. I, I had to open it in a new tab, and I couldn't forget to tell you. The tweet said, I would request to personally fire fire Brian Cashman. That's all. You catch the ball. You want to go up right right to the offices and fire Brian Cashman. That's it. No money. No nothing. That made me laugh. I hope it did uh, to you too. 877-337-6666. In the order that you called, Rick in Florida, you're up on the fan. Hi. First time, long time. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you. You're welcome. So... I'm a diehard Yankee fan. You know, my grandfather used to be in the, in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, like everybody else, you got to think about your family first. Yes. So I, I live in Florida. So for me, getting legend tickets is irrelevant to me. It doesn't matter. But I would tell you this. I will tell the Yankees, if you want this payroll, you want this ball, I want to be on your payroll. What? I want to live in Orlando, and you got to pay me a hundred grand a year for the next 10 years. For what? That's what I want. What are you going to do? I don't care what they can make up whatever position they want. Oh I mean, no! As mm. long as I get a paycheck, because you know what, I want to go when I go open up, a, uh, go get a mortgage. They'd be like, "Oh, let me see your W two. Oh yeah, I work for the Yankees. Here's my paycheck." Yeah, but you and could just I wanna... <laughs> no. I know, I get it, Rick, because it, it has some, you know, some clout if you go in there with the W two form from the New York Yankees. But, but can't you just ask for a sum of money and, and invest it properly? No, because you know what it is? I'll spend it all. <laughs> well, as I say but, in my classroom, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> no, it, it, it probably would be a, a me problem. But, no, you know what it is? It's, the most important thing that I would like to do is set up a trust fund for my kids. Yeah, well, you yes. You know, like do, do something more on the side for them. Take the money and put it in, R, in a Roth R, I, IRA for them. Let it grow. Yep. And then that way they need to take the money out. There's no taxes involved for them. So. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the one that I do. But I would like the clout. I want the clout of working for the Yankees. <laughs> well, Rick, go to school. Go back to school. That's what you can do with the money. Go back to school. Get a new degree and, and, and figure out a way how, how to make that happen. It's never too late. The security guard at, at the Yankee Stadium today was telling me it's never too late. It's never too late to change your mind on what you want to do in life. But to just ask to be put on the Yankee payroll, I know, I know there are places that make up positions and salaries and stuff and we won't have to get into that but i don't think the yankees are one of those organizations i don't know a hundred thousand dollars a year to be a, a what a, a grass uh, mower i don't know 
some some ridiculousness. I know that's not ridiculous. Grass is important to the Yankees, but you know, to baseball. But you know, I'm just that was the first thing that popped to my head. But they're not going to put you on the payroll. Just ask for the money and invest it properly. <laughs> uh, George in Winter Park, you're up on the fan. Yeah. yeah. What I would do is take the ball, go to my bank, put it in my safety deposit box, leave it there, and let him bid on it. Chances are, private bidders will probably give you more than the Yankees do. I just wait. Just keep that ball safe. Yeah, I saw somewhere, and, and, and right, George, and the longer, I think we all agree, the longer that you sit on it, the the more uh, value that, that it that it garners. And I, there are, I, I, I typed it on Google, Yankees home run 61 worth. Um, a report says it could be worth 250000 at auction. Uh, the Daily News is saying it could be worth over $1 million. Uh, Oh, that's uh, home run balls combined. could be worth over $1 million. Okay. Uh, front office sports. Uh, so, nobody knows. But it, it, it's worth what someone's going to pay for it. That's it. You get a fanatical Yankee fan, you know, that, that has a ton of money and wants to – doesn't care what it costs. Well, then, then and, you know, you're but, – but it's only worth – well, people are willing to pay for it. And what is that number? Well, if it were me, I, I wouldn't want to do it the night of. You don't want to do it the night of. You want to maybe put it in your safe deposit box or your safe in your house or whatever and, and, and see. And see what happens. Maybe go to one of these auction companies and see. Or just put it on Craigslist yourself. <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, Robert in Deer Park, you're up on the fan. Hello, Ms. Danielle, and good evening. Um, thank you for allowing me to speak on your show. Oh, I know exactly what I do. Oh, oh, what is the that? First, the first thing I would do was get up and start singing. <laughs> singing. I got 99 problems, but money ain't one. <laughs> After know, that, I want to be the ball boy for a year. Okay. I want to sit in the dugout for one game. All right. I want two season tickets, uh, a bat, ball, glove, and his cleats signed. None of that. Uh, also, Robert, wait. Really, none of that really costs the Yankees any sort of money to let you be a ball boy for it. I mean, yeah, it doesn't cost them anything. Remember, billion, um, later it will be off money. And then I would call the Hall of Fame and ask him how much it's worth. Are you still there? Yes, I'm listening. You're going to call the Hall okay. of Fame ask him how much and it's finally, worth? Finally, And finally, I would sell it to Uncle Steve. Oh, Kevin and I you were just talking about night, that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and I were just talking about that. If you are Uncle Stevie, Steve Cohen, wh- what is the one indelible mark you would want to make on this city? Steal Aaron Judge away from well, the right. Yankees. <laughs> and that's the point. Let's do one more. Okay, Tom in Staten Island. What would you do with the Judge ball? Hey, Danielle. Love the show. Thank you. Man, tonight's been like a case study in human psychology listening <laughs> to all these calls. I love that. It, it, it's fantastic. Um, I, I think the, the fairest way, I would, I would love to know Aaron Judge's, what his interest in the ball really is. Mm-hmm. Does, does he even want it? You know, like, I, I don't know. You know, I would love to know where it is. If, I think the fairest way, I would give him, you know, first crack and maybe give him a little discount on whatever the fan market is. If we were dealing with the Yankees, mm-hmm. I would try to milk them. People that are like that, that want to give the ball away, what, you know what it comes down to with all of us as fans. We're in an abusive relationship where these teams just take advantage of us at every turn they can. Like you just said before, that it's absurd that it's one hundred and fifty dollars to pay for three to to park at three baseball games. Yes, and it, and then in three weeks 
they're gonna they're gonna jack it up to sixty seven dollars. I know, I so know. To to give them a break on anything, I mean that that's insane. And I mean, just look at you know Apple TV the other night. I mean, I, I think this is gonna be the future of of baseball when you yes. this is gonna be the next way they're gonna milk money out of us. That you know it's gonna be an a la carte system. Yep. That we're gonna have we're gonna have to be paying for. Almost the way we, we pay for, well, I don't do it anymore, but, I, you know, we buy partial packages to go see, like, Saturday night games. Yes. I, I think in the not-too-distant future, if you want the Friday night package, you'll get all the Yankee games for $59, you know, whatever yeah. the price may be. And it's the Mets also. It's, it's both of them. And it's a scary so, time for us, the fans, to, to, if that I, were to happen. I think it's coming because the reality is that they've priced this out, you know, for the most part. You know, to go to you know to multiple games, that I, I think you know the loyalty that we give that you know that we want to you know like help the Yankees out and give them a ball. I would milk them for every dollar they have, mm-hmm. just on principle. Yeah. I'd give them fair value. Yep. And you know, I, I mean, you work in the business. I worked in a private club growing up that I got to meet a lot of athletes. That the specter of really meeting them and hanging out with them. Doesn't do much for me personally, right. but you know, you know, I, I I just don't see that. And I think a caller a few minutes ago brought it up too that you think you're part of the history, but like pretty much everybody, you know, once a year goes by, no one's going to remember who caught a the year. ball. Like I, Tom, this is like a 24-hour news cycle. Two days, you're out. That's it. No one's going to remember who you are. And and also, I, I mean, you know, it's funny when when it, it's such an abstract price that. You know, while I was waiting, I just Googled Bonds' home run breaking ball was only three quarters of a million dollars. Hmm. That, you know, when, when someone's asking for, like, lifetime in perpetuity that you could pass down legend seats, you're, you're talking tens of millions of dollars. That, yeah, but, Tom, the Yankees, uh, they, they ha- those seats are theirs. They don't, that doesn't cost them anything to give you legend seats. It really doesn't. It's not like they're manufacturing them. I mean, they can give you, they, they, they can give out just legends wristbands. You know, if you're sitting close enough. See, in, in a sick way, I would see that they, they see that as losing money because those are seats that they could be selling to somebody else, whether it be. On, yes, from their it, point of view, yeah, they, they would be losing point. money. Yeah, from their point of view. But from you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I, I think that's yeah, a fair I, ask. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I, Tom, how many seats do they give away? And thanks for the call. We got to hit the break. I'm sorry. It was a good call. But how many seats do they just give away? Coco Golf was at the, the, the Yankee game today. Do you think she paid for her seat? No. Misha Tate went with me to the Yankee game not long ago. Did we pay for the seats? Four of them? No. So they have inventory. Whether it's in a different seat every time, you know, that's fi- that would be fine with me. You get a different vantage point every time. It doesn't need to be the same exact seat every time. Maybe, you know what I mean? But they, they have inventory you know depending on the day you could be sitting here or there or there this one didn't sell you know it doesn't matter to me but there is inventory and they can finagle that if they really do want to all right we got a quick break we've got an emmanuel barbari update he is here in studio ready to deliver that to you (laughs) he gave me a thumbs up McCartan after midnight here on the fan in New York City. The debate rages on both on the phone lines and on Twitter. What would you do with the ball that you catch theoretically? Because we're all we're all not going to catch the ball. I mean, you got to be sitting in the right spot. And there, there are a lot of money in those seats. And um, lots of tweets are coming in. Lots of phone calls are coming in. What would you do with the ball if you were to catch it? 
Uh, I just got a tweet 41 seconds ago. Let's see. Uh, Shakoi, I hope I'm saying that right, says, I would request to meet Judge so that I can personally tell him nothing personal. Just like you, I would want to test the market and see what the value is, but I would promise him whatever value I get, he will get the first right of refusal with some sort of hometown discount. All right, not bad. But again, what does the ball mean to him? I mean, he has not been in the clubhouse with, you know, reporters in there. I haven't seen him in days. He, he, he's been taking batting practice, you know, in the, in the indoor cage. He has not taken batting practice on the field. I mean, his, his whole route to baseball players are creatures of habit. If you play baseball, you know, um, his, ha- his routines have been upside down. I mean, he is one of the players that is always in the clubhouse. Always. There's some guys that don't really ever come in there before the game, uh, especially with the reporters, but judge is, is always there. I haven't seen him in uh, two times now. Um, I haven't seen him take batting practice in two times now. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, whatever, but what would you do with the ball if you caught it? Um, Again, the one caller said it great. This is this is a, a an experiment in human psychology here. Those that are going for the gusto, and those that are doing the altruistic thing and forking it over right to them with nothing. I don't know. I kind of in the middle ground. I am. I mean, I think legend seats, lifetime legend seats. I think is is not a hard ask. Uh, I would probably ask for uh, a parking pass with that too, because we just. I mean, three times. In four days is $141. Never mind the cost to go over the George Washington Bridge and all that, right? So it's expensive just to get there. And and just so we're clear, the lots are not owned by the Yankees. The lots are owned by a different company. Okay, okay. Um, but, I don't know, maybe a few autographs on some game-use stuff. Uh, pay off my mortgage. That would be nice. And because I'm into authentic jerseys, so maybe just a lifetime supply of authentic jerseys. Of hey, I feel like wearing a Rizzo jersey tonight. Give me the jersey. Uh, you know, let me pick it up at the team store. Have my name on it. You know, not on the jersey, but on on the package. I'm, I'm wearing that one tonight. Or I feel like having a cold tonight. Or, or whatever, whatever. Uh, that's 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 all I would need. I don't think it's a lot. Let's go to the phones at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Mike in Brooklyn wants to weigh in on this. Go ahead, Mike. Hey Danielle, how are you this evening? I'm good. Well, how are you? I have. I'm great. Thank you. So here's my opinion. I've thought this out. Mm-hmm. I went, I went, I went the other night when he hit the 60th. I uh, got tickets off StubHub. Unfortunately, I was about 80 feet too close to the to the field, mm. so it sailed over me. But I'm going again tomorrow, and you know it's kind of like a lottery question. But uh, this is my preparation. First of all, I think asking for legend seats in perpetuity is ridiculous. You're talking about Why? tens of millions of dollars. Because there's only limited inventory. I understand there's free tickets they give out to celebrities. That, that, that's just ridiculous, in my opinion. Well, I, I think it's a great idea. I, that's what I would ask for. Yes. And I, okay, I probably so wouldn't gonna, settle without that. I'm going to tell you my plan. My plan is I would want season tickets. Wait, season is, tickets, isn't it the same thing? You, oh, you just you want to sit in the bleachers? You, you want to sit in the no, last no. row? I want one year of season tickets. Where? Decent seat, $150 seat, four, four tickets for one year. That's all I want. But here's what I want. For, and, and here's the question. I don't Mike, know if you know the if answer. if given the choice, one. you wouldn't pick seats that have food included in them and, and all that? You you wouldn't pick that? Wait, wait I, I didn't finish. Wait, no. I'm going to let you finish. But, yes, but, yes. 
yes, I've sat in the legend seat. I've sat in the Delta suite. I, I would want that. But I'd settle for the others. I'm going to well, tell you why now. Okay, Just yeah, why settle? settle? That was my next okay. question. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, I don't know, and I don't know if you know the answer to this question. Can you, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I want to get the hell out of there if I get that ball. But does MLB or the Yankees, will they authenticate that ball? They don't have to. And if so, you have nothing. Well, yeah, but they can, though, because they're being rubber stamped. They're, they're using special they, no, balls. No, no so, I, I know they can, but if you say, I'm keeping it, they don't have to. No, nah, then you can. I'm sure you can get some other company to come in there and do it. There's video, closed circuit cameras, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but, all... but he gets up, he, he hits foul ball, right? To go in the stands. How yeah, do you know but... which one was the home run ball? There's a so way. There's a way. They have to. They have to authenticate which one was the home run ball. They may or may not. I'm just saying they don't. They can, but they don't have to. Is what I'm saying. But so here's what I would want. I would want one day after the season. I would first of all, I'd run for a cop or two. Yeah. And I tell them I have the ball. Yep. And I want you to protect me. Yep. I, I don't want to leave the stadium. I'll go talk to Yankee personnel. Yep. Let me take me downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'll have them authenticate the ball. I'll talk to my lawyer, see if I leave it with them, if it's safe, that it's still mine, but I'll say I'll leave it with you so I know it's safe. Or I'll take it home and get it, put it someplace safe. And But then I would, this would be my negotiation. And this wouldn't cost hardly any money. I want to sit down with Aaron one day after the season or between the, post, the, the end of the season and the postseason. I want him to sign balls for me, 61 bats, 61 jerseys, and number them, one of 61, two of 61, three and of you're 61. Call, and, Mike, you're calling my want for legend seats ridiculous? That sounds yeah. ridiculous. I want a couple hundred autographs from my guy. For what? Where are you going to hang them? Where are you going to put all this stuff? What are you going to do with I'm, them? I'm, gonna, I'm selling them. Just ask for the money then. Not from him, from the team. But, but nobody, it doesn't cost anybody. So I'm being, I'm doing a combination of altruistic and getting my money. I think it's the ridiculous. Gonna, the guy is not going to sit there uh, and sign 600 autographs for you. They hate doing them. I'm not talking about Aaron Judge. I'm just saying in general. Every, in general, they hate sign, doing autograph signings. Sign hundreds of balls every year. You that, know that. What? Um, each Every player's got to sign hundreds of balls. Not in one sitting. Not in one sitting. It's ridiculous. No. Mike, that's well, a ridiculous well, take. How can you tell me that my want for legend seats and you're, you're, you're going to sit down with Judge, you're going to get him to re- change his whole schedule around, to, to sit there and sign stuff for you? Come on, that's we'll ridiculous. Dinner. We'll dinner. dinner. He'll sign a few hundred balls. Are you paying pay for, for his dinner? dinner? Where are you going to take yeah. him? Because I'm, if I'm getting 61 balls, 61 bats, 61 oh, uh, jerseys, I got a half a million dollars easily. What if he close to a million. Oh, and here's the other thing. He hits 62, 63, 64. That 61 isn't worth as much. And the, the ball is going to be worth the most is the last one that he hits. So you're going to have him and sign whatever number, six increments of that? Come on, Mike. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You're telling me that mine's ridiculous. I, I can't take it anymore. I need him to sit with me for two hours to sign baseball. It takes and way picture. more than two hours to do that. Way more. And typically. Get the money. You can get the money on the fly. You're I calling don't. the shots. You, you, you want to hang out with him? You want to take him to dinner? You want to take him to a drink? Where, where are you going to stay? What hotel are you going to stay? Who's paying for it? Oh, you're going to share a bed with him, too? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't understand. Like, it's oh. not that hard. You get your season tickets. You get your money. You can do whatever in the world. Don't you Don't you want everything to go one, two, three? Not sit down and 
just watch them sign pictures and It's baseball? the most boring thing I've done it. It's the most boring thing. Kevin, I'm not talking about Aaron Jones because I've never asked him that question, but I know of at least two big-named athletes, two, that I have talked to that told me they do not like signing autographs like that. No, not, I don't think anybody does. I'm not giving you the names. I don't think any athlete does. They'll I mean, do it for the kids. They'll they'll do it like you know yeah. for a good thing. Oh my but God. to have them sit down for on hours the, at a clip for an adult, Aaron Judge on real, demand. The chances are an adult's going to catch the ball. Yeah. Why would Why would you do oh, that to the person? Just get God. your money and leave. Oh, the guy told me my request for legend seats was the word ridiculous. autographs too. What do you oh, have to balls, do? Did you get your, cleats, your whole uh, basement filled with signatures. Oh, what are you gonna do? I hate with them? signing off my credit card bill for five <laughs> minutes. Imagine two hours signing oh. signing things. It's ridiculous. Oh, on demand too. You could be on vacation. It's the off season. You you we're not around here. There's, these guys don't stay around here. Oh my god. I cannot with this. I, I I'm ridiculous. But I'm the ridiculous one. It's just me. And you're settling for section two twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me yeah. a break. Oh yeah. hundred and fifty dollar seats. Oh, okay. Okay. You mean to tell me that if if you had the choice of, of a pick of the seats in that entire stadium, you're gonna pick oh the hundred and fifty dollar seats. No, you're gonna pick the let right? Am I right? Of course. I've sat in almost every single section of that stadium. Legend seats is number one. The, the private suites is number two. I'm not even asking for a private suite. That would cost them lots of money. They have the inventory. They have the inventory that they can give to you. And they're you. the Yankees. They're not the Oakland A's. They have the net worth. Oh, I can't God, with people this. are awful at, at business and marketing oh. themselves. Like, my God. I mean, I didn't go to school to, to get a not business design, degree. But, but I mean, it's common sense. But I'm ridiculous. I'm the ridiculous one. It's all me. I can't. Oh, boy. <laughs> well... Speaking of tickets, and, and hey, if you want you want to weigh in, 877-337-6666. I do want to flip this to football shortly, though. Giants and Jets do play later today. Jets-Bengals. I mean, sorry, and Giants play on Monday. My bad. My, uh, Giants and uh, Cowboys on Monday Night Football, of course, at MetLife Stadium. Both of them. I drove past before on in, in order to get here in MetLife Stadium. And, and the, the big Ferris wheel, they're all green and white. It's kind of cool. I've never seen the Ferris wheel, you know. Jets and Giants colors, obviously this week. Jets, um, I'm sure on Monday it'll be Giants colors. But I, uh, I have officially got not one but two Giants games coming up. Um, I'm not, I'm not sitting in the coaches' club at MetLife Stadium. They're in the three hundreds, and, and, and that's all right. That's okay. I'll be at October third, Giants Bears. November thirteenth, Giants Texans. And the tickets are signed, sealed, and delivered. Not by StubHub. What a nightmare StubHub is. Um, we'll be out there tailgating before the games. So this time, I, I hope to see you there. And, and and I get the tweets after. Like, I went to the Jet game uh, with the Jet Lounge uh, Twitter group on September 11th. I get the tweets of, oh, I think I just saw you. Was that you? Was that you in the line to get in? Happened to me at Yankee Stadium, too. Yeah, but it's too late. So just stop. Say hey. Because I just love to meet the fan listeners, and you make this show work. As crazy as these calls are, you make this show work. In September, again, that Jet game as, as a guest of the Jets Lounge Twitter group. Um, October, I get to see the Giants. November, again, I get to see the Giants. And uh, and, and we'll see what happens beyond that. Um, I, got a, I got a text from my friend Chris who's driving home, um, and he said, listen for about 20 minutes. My ask for the baseball is trade judge to the Mets. 
Clearly. He's a Mets fan. <laughs> Trade judge. <laughs> stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> All right. Paul in Floral Park, you're up on the fan. Oh, hello, Danielle. How are you? I'm good, How Paul. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I would uh, I would give the ball back to uh, Aaron Judge. Yeah. For if nothing? I had it. Oh, well, let's see. Uh, I mean, if he if he gives me, uh, let's say maybe maybe half of uh, what what uh, uh, what my house would be worth, Only since half. I'm putting my house up for sale. Yeah. Only half. <laughs> Paul, you're a good guy, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jesus, I'm looking for some uh, spending cash right now. <laughs> Until <laughs> I sell my house, and I still got another three or four months before we get a legal uh, go through the legal aspects over here. <laughs> Paul, you're something yeah. else. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good Irish Catholic I am. Yeah, <laughs> as we all are. You know, I mean, what the heck? Um, yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Hopefully tomorrow, Aaron Judge will do it. I'll, I mean, I'll Sunday. be there. Yeah, yeah. Sunday later yeah. today. Yeah, Paul, and thanks yeah. for that. I'll be yeah. there. Hey, and we got to get to. Um, I have a beatboxing between a Dallas Cowboys reporter and a Giants reporter coming up. So we, if we could do these rapid fire, just tell me your ask. I see you four guys on hold, Tom, DJ, Jeff, uh, Dave, and Andrew. If we could just do rapid fire, appreciate it. If this starts going too long, I'm going to cut you, okay, because we got to get to this because I wrap at 2 o'clock, okay? So Tom in Bergen County, go ahead. What, would you, what do you want for the judge ball? Hey, Danielle. Hey. Remember the movie um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes, he got the golden ticket. Right, and there's no movie if he just gives the ticket back to Willy Wonka. <laughs> yep. so, right, so Grandpa Joe just lays in bed. There's no, <laughs> you know, no Jolly Ranchers, whatever. The cops stop. None of that happens if you just give it back. That ball is the golden ticket. Yep. You know, that's the prize. So I love it. Go get him. If you get the ball, man, make something happen for yourself. Tom, I love it. Kept it short. I love the humor. That was one of those, got Grandpa to get up and out of bed and walk again, that golden ticket. I mean, this baseball could do the same for you. Dave in Massapequa, what are you doing with the ball? Yeah, hello. Hello, Danielle. Hello. Can you hear me? I got you. Go ahead. Okay, well, there's a few things. Number one, I want our grandson bar mitzvah, but if that didn't work out because, you know, the timing may not be good, I figured Judge might be like Al Durante and Roger Maris. Do you remember Al? Al gave back the ball. Maris said to him, no, you keep it. Yeah. And for $5,000, it, it brought him a great life. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if Judge would be that nice, but if he wasn't, then I'd go the other route. I'd sell it on the open market. It's America. Capitalism is king there, Dave. I like it. Did he say he was going to ask Judge to go to his grandson's bar mitzvah? He cut out. <laughs> Well, I'd love to see that. That would be that would be fun. Better than settling for Section 227. Over $150 seats, that's it. DJ Jeff Yanni, you're up on the fan. Hey, Danielle, it's Jeff Yanni from Z100. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm living the dream every day. You know, I'm listening to the conversation going home after doing my shift, and I'm just so surprised at the amount of greed that I'm hearing from everybody. I, I believe in karma, and um, if I was a player and I achieved such a milestone in my life and that baseball was a souvenir to signify the milestone that I achieved, of course I would want the ball, absolutely. I think that as a fan, I would give the ball back 
and accept any gratitude that I would get. Oh, I from, don't know. I don't you know. know. From, you know, I, I tell you something. I, I truly believe that you know, if I'm if if I was ever fortunate, and I'm sure that the Yankees would reward the person who caught it. Um, the, you know, giving them something substantial. Uh, whether it, I, I doubt it would probably be money. If they get legend tickets, that's wonderful. If they get signed stuff, whatever. But you know, I like I said, I believe in karma. And um, I think the man deserves the ball back. Well, that's that's Jeff, and thanks for keeping that short and succinct there. That's if he wants it. No one knows if he wants Roger Maris didn't want it. Or maybe he did, and he just thought the guy, the guy who caught it could, could benefit by it more. I don't know. Well, this altruistic, I mean, I don't know. I'm not calling you a liar or anything, but I would like to see you catch it and then see what happens. Andrew in Howell, New Jersey, and thanks for the call, by the way. Andrew, go ahead. Two things. Uh, the guy before who's trying to make Judge sign 65 things, you're a clown. <laughs> Second off, when I catch that ball, I got to look out for myself, always. I'm taking money, always. I'm a Yankee fan until I die, but I'm taking money. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Well, Andrew, that's it. You know, as fans – of any team, you invest money in the team. Uh, the tickets are expensive. The jer- everything's expensive. That's all you ask for. I mean, me. These people are tweeting me. I want two million dollars. Okay, yeah, good luck. That I think is being that's crossing the line. I believe. But hey, let's have the conversation. Keep going on on, on uh, social media. But we do have to hit a, um, a New York Giants Dallas Cowboys edition of beatboxing. If you're new to the show, I've got uh, Kevin Hagelin. He's a host down in Dallas, our sister station down in Dallas. He's going to be taking on Randy Zelia. I framed it out like a boxing match. There is a scorecard at the end. You know, um, seven rounds, seven topics. They debate their arguments, and whoever has the more witty, creative answer to the topic I propose ends up winning the round, and they win nothing. It's an altruistic thing. They win nothing at the end. So beatboxing, New York Giants edition, Dallas Cowboys Monday night edition, coming up next here on The Fan. Welcome to Beatboxing, where beat reporters from each team square off inside your listening device. Let's meet this week's contenders. Representing the visiting Dallas Cowboys, Kevin Hagelin, midday radio host at 105.3 The Fan, which is our WFAN sister station down there in Dallas, and representing the New York football giants, Randy Zelia making his WFAN debut, founder and owner of Back Sports Page, and host of the Big Blue Report podcast. We'll kick it off with the visiting Dallas Cowboys and Kevin Hagelin. Kevin, choose and explain one emoji, not a gif, to explain why your team is at this very moment uh, the best in week three. You know, I wish I had a stronger answer, but I need to be honest with you right now. You know it. I know it. Randy knows it. Everybody knows it's the shrugging shoulders emoji because honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out. I could tell you we're going to beat you on the ground in the air, blah, blah, blah. But like we saw one game of Cooper Rush and we're all catching Cooper Rush fever. But honestly, they also got shellacked in the Tampa Bay game. So it's the shrug emoji because if you tell me that they go up there and the offense struggles again, I'd be like, I could see that. I saw the second half. 
of the Bengals game. But if you tell me that Cooper Rush wins again because all he does is win, 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 I would also believe that. And then I would wait for Jerry in the postgame to tell me that maybe he's the new starting quarterback because that's how we do it in Dallas. And that's why I give you shrug. Confusing. Randy, why are the what's your emoji to uh, to describe the Giants situation here in week three? It definitely has to be the confused emoji, especially since Saquon Barkley in the first half of Sunday's game had eight carries for five yards. The offense has been dismal, but the defense under Wink's watch here has been amazing. So the confusion comes is what do the Giants have to do on Monday night? to stop the Cowboys? Will it be the offense? Will it be the defense? Will the offense score points? Will the defense make key stops? This Giants team is very confused, confusing uh, and very, very, very unpredictable going into week three against the Cowboys. So that's why I give the shocking and confusion emoji right there. As we head to round two, it's a Monday night matchup at the Meadowlands, of course. I love alliteration. So um, including a team with a, a star on its helmet, um, which team has more star power? We'll start with you, Randy. You definitely have to look as far as star power is concerned, I guess, because the injuries to Dallas would be the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Williams, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Dexter Lawrence. A lot of big names there as far as the New York Giants are concerned. So I'd have to say star power belongs to the New York Giants. You heard that answer. He does not even believe that. He does not even believe that. You know it's the Cowboys because the Cowboys are the star power. Take a look what happened Thursday night football. Oh my gosh, did you see that game by Amari Cooper? Hey, he used to play for the Cowboys. Hey, did you see that game with the Bengals? Hey, what happened to Lyle Collins? He used to play for the Cowboys. Who knows who Daniel Jones is? Probably still a lot of people are trying to figure that out. You know who everybody knows? Cooper Rush, and he is our backup. Everybody in the universe knows who Dak Prescott is, and he's like a fringy top 10 quarterback. But everybody knows him because of the Cowboys. And who's the biggest defensive name in all of football right now? Micah Parsons. It's obviously the Cowboys. Who the Giants passed on, by the way, in the draft. Good call. Round three, the quarterbacks uh, over the next six to seven weeks or so weeks that Dak will be out. Um, and Kevin, you can adjust that from there. But which quarterback gives you the best chance to win multiple games, not just a one and done? Is it Daniel Jones or is it Cooper Rush? Kevin. Now, I have some exciting inside information. If you like, we just talked with Jerry Jones and he reiterated one or two more weeks for Dak Prescott. Now, I will let Dr. Jerry handle that on his own time, and I still think your timeline is probably more accurate. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't even need all of my time. Here's my succinct statistic for you. It took Cooper Rush two games to get to 2-0 and for the first time. It took Daniel Jones 40 games to get to 2-0. and So the answer is Cooper Rush. Oof, uh, all right, Randy, and that's some breaking news sort of kind of there. That's, it uh, is. Which quarterback gives the best chance to win multiple games? Is it Daniel Jones or is it Cooper Rush? Well, finally, the Giants fans are going to be able to see what Daniel Jones is all about now because he has an offensive line. He has stability in the front office. And for the first time, he's able to really show what he has. He's not just the game manager. He's been making good, uh, good plays so far this year. He has been solid. And now – as we are now going into game three, 
Coach Stable's going to start taking the handcuffs off of him a little bit, and we're actually going to see what the real Daniel Jones is. One of the big storylines for the Giants this year is what is going to happen with Daniel Jones. With all the pressure on him, he knows he has to deliver this year for the New York Giants, and that's what's going to be happening. He's going to be winning some more games for Big Blue. As we move to round four, a little self uh, perspective here, self introspection. The weakness of my own team, Randy Zelia. Go ahead. The weakness of the New York Football Giants uh, has been for the last few seasons have been the offensive line, and I think that is the one position, the one position area that scares all Giants fans and also scares the media that covers the team. Because once we think uh, we they give us all the answers, they change the questions on us again. Also, so the offensive line seems to be the biggest question and the biggest concern for the New York football giants. Can they hold up and give Saquon space to run? Will they give Daniel time? Those are the two questions that go into the remainder of this season. Can the giants line hold up for Daniel and Saquon? Kevin, the biggest weakness of the Dallas Cowboys is. It's the wide receiver position. Uh, Everyone is breathlessly waiting for Michael Gallup. Well, guess what? Michael Gallup is going to play on Monday. Hooray! But he's not going to play a lot. So if you want a little bit more news right there, he's going to play. He's not going to play a full slate. And then you're like, all right, well, you have C.D. Lamb. Great. And then after that, you have a whole bunch of people that have forced Cowboys Nation to say, maybe we should have gone out and gotten Josh Gordon. That's how bad things have gotten around here. And then if you want to lean on your tight end, guess what? Dalton Schultz, obviously nursing a PCL injury. So if you want to look for a weakness on this team, it is wide receiver. Because people are talking about Michael Gallup coming back like he's 1988 Jerry Rice and is going to solve all our problems. You look at the matchup here and, and this, you look at the, the other team lining up on the other side of the ball. Round five is the strength of the opponent. So, Kevin Hagelin, I'll throw it back to you. The perceived, the perceived strength of the New York Giants is what? And I think these things can potentially work in cooperation because clearly Barkley going back to week one was a man on a mission. And I know the concern for him has always been. Is he going to stay healthy? Well, given how much the Giants have invested in their offensive line, I think you've seen flashes of those work in tandem, which that might be the most interesting part of the game to me is the war in the trenches on that side of the ball, the Giants offensive line and the general run game against the Cowboys defensive line, which has been a revelation to start the season. So I think my perceived strength in a lot of fans is the offensive line and the run game. And legitimately, aside from the reaction and like the outcome, I'm really interested to see how that battle in the trenches plays out. Hmm, interesting, because Randy just outlined that as, as a weakness of the Giants. It got better for sure, right? That's that's a good question. <laughs> Randy, the perceived strength of the Dallas Cowboys is what? In my eyes of all the years watching the Dallas Cowboys, I've always felt the strength has always been the offensive line. Even when you've had to have a backup quarterback, whether when Dak first came in in 2016 or Cooper Rush and now, the one thing he's always had the Cowboys have always had has been the time to be able to run the ball or be able to throw the ball. doesn't matter who the quarterback or the running back are. That offensive line has always been the strength and the steady part of the Dallas Cowboys being able to keep the running game going or the passing game going through the years. In my eyes, the strength of the Dallas Cowboys is their offensive line. So round six are division implications. It's the first divisional matchup I know for the New York giants here in week three. Uh, And I can't believe I'm asking this so soon. 
But who has the better chance to win this very, in my opinion, wide open division, the Giants, Cowboys, or other? Randy. If you're a fan of the New York Giants, you have to look at this season as learning, not losing. There's going to be some losses. There's going to be some tough times. Uh, And I think the Cowboys are in a a situation where they're trying to figure out their footing and where they're at. Right now, the complete package in this division has to be the Philadelphia Eagles. They address the offensive needs. They address their defensive needs. And they look like the most complete team in this division. So if you're asking which team in this division is going to come out on top, I have to say the Philadelphia Eagles. Kevin, do you agree? I think I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Not think. The, I think that right now the Eagles are the overwhelming favorite. And you can make a decent argument with all due respect to your Tampas and the like that the Eagles are the best team in this moment in the NFC. But I, I still think I still think this game is like vitally important to the Cowboys. Because if you look back, not just last year, but in previous Cowboys playoff appearances year appearance years, they have feasted on the NFC East. And if they are incapable of beating the Giants and the Commanders with consistency, they have no shot at making the playoffs. So they really need to win this game because if you look at their schedule from here, it could spiral pretty quickly. Hmm. The easy question, I think, round seven, the game results. Um, How does Monday Night Football play out? Final score predictions, Kevin Hagelin from Dallas. I don't want you guys to think I'm completely unreasonable. Clearly, there are many things that I like about the Cowboys. But when I talked about the wide receivers, when I talked about the way we have decided to handle the rushing load, there are still a lot of issues and our complete lack of time awareness when it comes to clock management. There are still a lot of issues with this team. So I don't want to make it sound like they're going to roll up there and they're going to whip some ass. Like, I don't think that is going to happen at all. I think this is going to go down to the wire and you're going to be looking at a 2017 Cowboys win where both fan bases can reflect and lament over the fact that it should have been a win for the Giants or it should have been a blowout. But I think Cowboys win and keep those hobbling hopes alive to get to Dak Prescott as soon as possible. And Randy, here in um, round seven, how does Monday Night Football play out for the New York Giants? Is it a win for them? For the Giants to get that win, Daniel Jones and the offense need to wake up the last two weeks. The offense have struggled, but figured out how to make plays when they needed to. There must be more consistency across the board, not only from Saquon Barkley, but Daniel Jones being able to find the receivers. A lot of questions at the receiver position with Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard and the rest of the receiving core, for that to happen, for the Giants to get the win, they're going to have to be able to move the ball around and contain the defensive line of Dallas. I say it's going to be 23-17 Giants in the whiteout at the Meadowlands this Monday night. All right. Round one. Um, I think it was a perfect way to start uh, this this whole competition here because both of you went with the confused emoji and both of you would be accurate in that. So I gave that a draw. Round one was a draw to the both. I, I would have given it to Kevin. Round two was when Kevin said he doesn't even believe his own argument. So <laughs> Kevin, that made me LOL. Round two went to you in Dallas. Uh, round three was also Kevin because you called him Dr. Jerry, which is hilarious. And implied that you and I and all of us know better than the owner of the Cowboys. Sometimes he's gotten kind of pissed at us for saying stuff like that. So that's so funny. Um, And then, Kevin, you took also round four. You had a fast start. Hopefully the the Dallas Cowboys don't do that. But then, Randy, you salvaged this. You you won rounds five 
and round six. I love the learning, not losing. I might have to use that on, on later in my show, learning, not losing for the Giants and the Jets. And then, oof, uh, I don't even know. Round seven. Uh, I'm going to give it to you, Kevin, because I like the hobbling line you had about Dak Prescott. So with a final score of one, two, three, four to two and one draw, Kevin, you've defeated Randy. Well, I appreciate it. And my reward to everybody will be, we just had a baby a month ago. And if you want to see pictures of my cute baby, which Danielle will support, I can show them on social media. And if you don't like baby pictures, my reward will be, I will not show you pictures of my baby on social media. So either way, we'll try to make it work for everybody. Randy? I feel like I lost to the better man, but we'll see what happens on Monday night. I appreciate the competition and hopefully we can have a rematch soon. Kevin, you're you're two and zero here on beatboxing here on WFAN New York. I'm the Cooper Rush of this thing. <laughs> I've made my decision. Now it's your turn. Head to Coach McCartan on Twitter. That's M C C A R T A N to cast your vote to give out the listener's choice beatboxing belt. In doing so, please consider strength of argument and also delivery. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Welcome back to McCartan After Midnight here on The Fan in New York City. We'll shift gears. It is football Sunday. Taking your football calls now at 877-337-6666. Kevin Wall is waiting for you. And while we do that, while I wait for you as well, let's do some picks here. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals are winless. And let me rephrase that. The New York Jets have more wins than the defending AFC champions. And in Joe Flacco last week, let me tell you something. He completely turned back the clock. 307 yards, four touchdowns, and a rating of 110.7. I mean, dare I say it, Joe Flacco was elite last week. And you know what? You don't need me to tell you. He had the eighth highest rating in the league last week. And I'm not buying into this, you know, I mean, some throws he missed. But what I'm telling you is Joe Flacco was the eighth best rated quarterback in the league. And when you take out Braden Mann from that equation, because remember he had the the fake punt uh, toss there. If you take him out, Flacco had the seventh best rating among the actual quarterbacks in the league in week two. Better than Patrick Mahomes, better than Justin Herbert, almost doubly better than Tom Brady, and forget about Russell Wilson. And even still, Zach Wilson needs to play when he's cleared to play. The Jets are not winning the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco this season. They're in the middle of a rebuild, which centers around the quarterback that they drafted second overall in the first round. So uh, how do things look for the Jets in less than 12 hours from now? Well, A, it was a clean day for Flacco last weekend. Uh, the Jets' offensive line only allowed two sacks and four quarterback hits. And it's going to be another clean day for him on Sunday later today. I mean, because the Bengals only sacked Cooper Rush once last week. Just once. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson, total breakout game last week. You know, I, I get it. Eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. He's going to be slowed down by the closest thing to a lockdown corner that the Bengals had. Uh, Ouzier last week when targeted. Cooper Rush was only able to post a 45.8 rating, and that is brutal. And B, to me, this week is really going to come down to the battle of the trenches. It's no secret that 
the Bengals' offensive line has more holes than, than a slice of Swiss cheese. And, and I said it last year, and I'll say it again. Joe Burrow is Andrew Luck 2.0 on the injury and longevity scale. You watch. Because as of right now, he is the most sacked quarterback in the league. And it's six and a half times per game. It's not even close. And that's not even taking into consideration quarterback hits. And the Jets only, though, conversely sacked Brissett once last week. And the Jets' defense is in the bottom quarter of the league in sacks. Only three on the season. And if the Jets can get after Burrow, they win. And actually, I think they do. Uh, the last I checked, the spread was, I think it was the Jets were six-point underdogs. I'm going Jets 24, Bengals 21. And, of course, I'm going to tweet that because I don't hide behind my things. If, it's, if I'm totally wrong, hey, I'm totally wrong. I'm going Jets 24, Bengals 21, and we'll see what happens. Roll the dice here. I almost nailed the Giants score to the to the points last week. If you noticed, Jets 24, Bengals 21, tweet. And as far as the Giants, and, and, and it's a whiteout, you know that. Dabes sent the letter to all Giants season ticket holders and you know, they're going to be handing out white rally towels to the fans. Um, he said, keep bringing it. Go Giants. So, will they? Well, I don't know. Giants offense is going to have a giant problem in Micah Parsons on their hands. And that isn't new news. I know that. Parsons, if you look right now, you'll find his name tied with Khalil Mack for second in the league in, in sacks. But to me, that's... Not all the way accurate because there's a guy from Pittsburgh who has already played their week three game on Thursday night, a, a, a half a sack ahead of both of them. So uh, to me, consider that like a like a tie at the top. You know, let's see what happens in in uh, in week three for Mac and Parsons because it's it might be a feast for Parsons because uh, Daniel Jones is third in the league in in times being sacked among all quarterbacks and. And if the Giants end up stopping Parsons, great. But you're going to hear, if, if they stop him, a guy named Dorrance Armstrong is going to have his number 92 called often on Monday night. But, hey, if the Giants offense can withstand that pass rush, the Cowboys corners were really subpar last week, like less than average. Trayvon Diggs last week allowed his receiver to catch 78% of the passes thrown his way. And, and Anthony Brown allowed his receiver to catch 70% of the passes thrown his way, including a touchdown. Cooper Rush was not anything special last week. He will not beat the Giants. The point spread, the last I checked, was uh, the Giants were actually favored again the second week in a row by one point. Uh, I think somehow, some way, the Giants do pull this one out on a national stage. I'm going New York Giants 20, Dallas Cowboys 17. I'm going to tweet that because I don't hide behind my tweets. I also don't delete them unless I really, you know what, when I delete them, I catch like a spelling mistake or something. And I'm like, oh, ooh, I hope no one saw that yet. That's the only time I delete things. Um, but I, I I just put the hashtags in there. Week three, Giants 20, Cowboys 17. Football calls at 877-337-6666. Let's go to Sparky in Dobbs Ferry. You're up on the fan. First of all, Coach, how's everything going? Everything's great, Sparky. How are you? Oh, by the way, how was your trip? Oh, to Cleveland and to Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland was excellent. So fun. Uh, we got on-field passes. It was $2 beer night at Progressive Field. It was great. Uh, but uh, Pittsburgh, not so great because that was the game that the Mets canceled. Well, no, oh, the Pirates canceled. Wow. We never got to see the game. It was barely raining. It was uh, 
Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, well, Pittsburgh wasn't great. Okay, now, as a Jets fan, I look at last week. I just say enjoy because think of all the heartbreaking losses we've had over the years. Mm-hmm. Okay, now as far as the Giants go, they may not win a lot more games per se, but they're going to be a lot harder team to beat because the fact that that coach, by going for the two points in that game, won his locker room over. Yes. Where he has them, where the the players know that that guy believes in him, believes in them, they're going to be a lot tougher to beat, even though they might not win a lot of games. But, I mean, they all got to be confident as heck. You know what? It's like a total change. We talked about this last week. A total change of culture for that team. I mean, I was at the game week 18, and you got Joe Judge having Jake Fromm run two quarterback sneaks from inside the five-yard line just to give more room to the punter, which was like we were looking at each other in the stands like, no way did that just happen. And then no way did it just happen again. So with that move, whether they made it or not, it was the right move in terms of just – Setting a culture, man, and saying, like, you know what? I believe in my players. They're going to get it done. And you know what? They did. And that is, is, is as you said, amazing inside that, that locker room there. They have all kinds of confidence going into to every game. And, and, and they have the coach that believes in them to do it. It's, it's, it was a fantastic move on many different levels, besides the fact that they ended up winning the game. And, uh, well, next week I'll mention baseball, being that you're just talking football now. Um, but we you can have do a baseball. Good... What? We could do some baseball if you'd like. Okay, just one quick. Yeah. Uh, as far as the judge ball, I'd have to say, I, I have to say I'd go for the money, and but I would do it very quickly because the value of that ball is going to go down if judge is in a Yankee next year. Or if he hits another one after that, right? I got a feeling he's not done. Because <laughs> I think once he gets that one, he might just pop a few more out. You know, because let's face it, the guy's got to be nervous and tense oh. right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, don't, he's only human. And But what I say about the value of the ball going down, let's face it, the top value obviously is the fact he's the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And that's it, you know. And um, you have a great day, and take it easy. Bye. Thanks, Sparky. Appreciate that. You know, that that is a good point. Does the value of the ball go down if he's not a Yankee? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know because it is still the record-breaking ball, right? So I, I don't, I don't think so. I gotta. Um, I posted up the scores because I obviously I don't hide behind the score predictions. I got a <laughs> a comment back on Facebook.com/slash Coach Garten. Um, I got a, a comment back from Robert Wilson. He said, how much have you had to drink tonight, coach? Take an Uber home, please, because I picked the Jets to win the game. <laughs> hey, and, and good. Mock me tomorrow. That's fine. Jets get blown out. That's fine. I'm not deleting it. I don't hide behind that. It's all right. Whatever. It is what it is. Who cares? But but based on what I've seen and the, the matchups and, and all that, that's, I don't know. That's how I see it happening. Joe Burrow... He's been sacked six and a half times a game. Six and a half times a game the guy gets sacked. 
You can't get anything going if, if, you get, if you're on your back six and a half times a game. I don't care if you have Jerry Rice catch the passes for you. So much for that offensive upgrade this offseason for the Bengals. Yeah. Unbelievable. What do you think, Kevin? I think the Bengals are a much better team than what they've shown in the last two weeks. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, t- I took a minus seven and a half. I thought they were going to spank the Cowboys with no Dak. I, I think they're going to bounce back. I wouldn't say they're the best team in the AFC North right now. Just just because of Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, yeah. and we know what happened last week. Yep. But I think the Bengals will take care of business. Obviously, Wilson's not playing. Joe Flacco, okay, he, he gave you something last week, but that's a one in a hundred uh, chance that they come back like that. Well, I mean, it was one for the ages that people are still talking about. You know what, you know what the best part about that is? Because we have had such bad football for so long in this town, both teams, right? Right. And so has Cleveland. And when the Cleveland fans are lamenting that the New York Jets of all teams beat them, I find some joy in that. Oh, I mean, we all we all do. And it's been so far a great month of September for uh, the New York media just because of Brian Dable. The Giants are 2-0, even though I don't think the offense is spectacular. And it shows that Daniel Jones, you know, as the first two weeks, he's not going to be the long-term solution. But you got to enjoy the ride right now. You got to enjoy the wave. I don't know, Kevin. We'll see what happens with that. I, I, think I hope I'm wrong. To grow. Believe me. Yeah. I, I've been a big DJ support. That's my that's my saying. I hope I'm wrong, but. I <laughs> I mean, I want my team to succeed. Uh, of course, you know, I'm a diehard Giant fan, but there's still a lot of answers that need to be, uh, or there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, there are. And, and, and it's not going to help that uh, that I see Kadarius Tony is listed as out. No, Wandale Robinson is out. Right. Kadarius Tony is doubtful. I mean, that's not helping. And then Kenny Galladay, he just shows up. Yeah, what's that? Wants. That is something else with that Kenny Galladay stuff, man. You know, if I'm the Giants, I would be like, listen, we would love to trade you because, it, and the one thing I love about Brian Dable, he doesn't care what your pay grade your net is. Worth is. Yeah, he doesn't care how much you're worth and yes. how long you're here. If you don't show up and produce, then you're not playing. The best players should be on the field at all times. And I'm so happy to see Aaron Hicks finally taking his seat. I mean, really. Harrison Bader today. Darth Bader. Did you see that grab in center field? I did. I Hicks did. is not making that play. That we were able to see him. Yeah. I know. And then I've seen all these tweets. All oh, people aren't, uh, you know, saying about, oh, I haven't heard, heard uh, Jordan Montgomery's name in a while. Oh, really? The one thing with really? Montgomery, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was shocked when they traded him for the Cardinals. But as a Yankee fan, Jordan never gave me hope. Jo- Jordan never was the guy that who I would trust in the postseason or in a clutch performance. You trust he would Domingo give you great four- No, I never <sighs> trust him. He would give you great four innings. In the fifth inning, things would get rocky. And then it's not his fault that the offense wouldn't show up, but he's just a guy that I would not put my full trust in. And when that deadline happened... I- I think the Yankees were sold that they were getting Pablo Lopez, and then, of course, the last second things happened. Yeah. But that's the reason why. But Jordan just never gave me hope. See, I think I think the opposite. I think that he was the stabilizing factor a little bit in that in that rotation, and I think when you, you go to look at, okay, Cole, something goes wrong. The national anthem takes too long. He's going to have a meltdown, first of all. Uh, I mean, Last night was ridiculous. I mean, it's like a home run derby against him. I mean, really. I don't, have, I don't have confidence in him. Or 
he, he can never pitch against the Red Sox. Yep. And then you, you got to keep him away from Fenway Park. He, even when yes. he was in Houston and that, you know. He does all right in Houston. I, no, he does. Historically, he does all right in Houston. I did look that up. He does okay there. But I don't trust him in a big spot. And then you have behind him who? Nestor Cortez? I mean, okay, great. but October's going to be good. I think the Mets are better built. Uh, despite, I agree with you. Despite, I, I hate to admit that. I know. Despite having DeGrom in his, his, his wedding of the bed today, I would say another word, but um, it's uh, at the Mets, he'll, he'll be all right. He, he he was human today, and that's allowed. So we didn't even talk about DeGrom. Ah, that's going to have to wait until next week, I guess. Well, thanks to all the callers, and I could not have done this without you. Even the crazy ones that are going to ask Aaron Judge to sign 61 bats, 61 balls, 61 pitchers. I mean, come Section on. 227 <laughs> seats for life, baby. <laughs> That's right. If you missed any portion of today's show, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature and select the start of the show, which was 11 p.m. Uh, great job, too. We had two tonight. Paul Rosenberg behind the glass, Kevin Wall, and also to Emmanuel Berbari on the updates. I will see you same bat time, same bat channel next Saturday night. Uh, in the meantime, hit my social media accounts at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. We'll keep the conversation going. Enjoy the football games. Let's make history tomorrow. Pete Hoffman next here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.